You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves, delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us, and we should treat them the same way, with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth, or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Potatoes co- collapse to society? That's sad that a root vegetable collapsed your whole society. Yeah. And do they have sweet potatoes too or just regular potatoes? Ain't nothing sweet up there. Bro. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> bro, you got to fucking sugar up your tots, bro. You yeah. can't even. I can't imagine running <laughs> on just potatoes. Bought a World War II house. It came with gun, a bag of gunpowder and uh, um, chitlins, a bag of chitlins, <laughs> cracklin. Dude, do you think um, Andrew Santino here today? Uh, thanks for coming in, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. This is. I, I was bragging before we started. This is incredible, man. No one has anything this cool on the wall. Of all the podcast studios, this was such a smart idea. Who's was this your idea? Thanks. This was Papio Tune. I'm not sure. I think we just discussed it, Nick. What did we? We discussed it and decided this was it. I reluctantly have to give some props to Gianni. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think it might have been. Let's not give him any fucking. <laughs> I don't want to give Gianni props. Gianni the twink, man. He's a sweet boy, man. Oh, he, he, he got all his meals for free in New York when we went out to eat. Really? Yeah, he was just so cute. He walked in and he winked at the host mm-hmm. and she goes, M- Meals on us. He said he can make his butt smile like the crack of he it. He can. That's he showed insane. me. Yeah, he. Be- well, when he, when he turns sideways, he mm-hmm. can. He hoists his shoulders up. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see the top of his crack just lean up oh. just a little bit. Yeah. He's he's a talented dude. I got to tell you. A really cute, talented dude. It's too bad about what happened. I know. That's It is what it is. Look, we don't, you know, his perversions are his perversions, man. He really needs to get some help, though. I'm just being honest. It's just one of those things where I, I feel like a guy like that, he was going to get caught at some point for doing what he was doing. Yeah. And it's downhill. And the crazy part in this business, when it's downhill, brother, it is straight down. Straight down. It's directly straight down i mean we can ask we know a lot of people that have already plummeted that far mm. you know bert's not putting his shirt off anymore he's, t- he's keeping his shirt on well they had charged some lady filed a charge against him she did yeah what was it what you know what just the like file indecency was? or something just yeah from... complete indecency too yeah. much indecency dude i remember when i was young the first fella i even ever masturbated to was a buddy who had big tits like that <laughs> you how yeah. big were, how big were they this boy, I don't want to say his name, say man, his name. because he's a nice boy. Oh, is he? He's still alive. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive, as far as I know. And he, I'll just, yeah. Um, who was your fir- what was your first crush? Do you vividly remember your first crush? Oh yeah, yeah. Who was it? This girl, Chrissy Hunt, man. The name is so hot. And she had one of her tooth. She was kind of chipped off a little bit, like she had that Lloyd Christmas in the front. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Oh man, that made her more exotic somehow. Oh, 
Chrissy Hunt. And I remember she had good posture. That's what I love, bro. I'm like, damn, who was that straight up bitch over there? She was just posture. Yeah. Just so damn vertical, dude. I just felt like she... She stood, she, her she stood for something. She stood for That's something. what I felt like. Yeah, for life. She just had confidence in her bones, you know? I, I said that to Steve. I was talking to someone on the way here. I was saying, all, I saw Attell was in New York when I was in New York, and he's got all these bags. He was hunched over. I was like, all my comedic heroes have scoliosis. Mm. Like, all of them are like, yeah, like, they're all like, like kind of like yeah. tiny and bent over, and mm. I don't know what that is. I it need could to be get the stress, posture. the burden. Yeah, the burden of being so f- hilarious, being uh, t- being so smart and funny like Attell is. Probably the stress. Attell kind of shies away from people sometimes, too. He doesn't like to kind of be seen. I feel like it makes him nervous. Right. Well, he's got, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's also because I, I think too many people want to come up to him and talk to him. Yeah. Because he's so funny it's, and, and so known. But I was watching him walk, and he just like, I was just like, it looked, pain, it looked painful. It looked like he was kind of like. Well, he doesn't do yoga. I don't think he's like a yoga. You know, he's not. That's no. not one of his things. No, know? no, not anymore. Um, what's going on, man? You got the new tour, I know. I'm doing a new tour in in uh, 2020, the Red Rocket Tour. That's awesome, man. Dude, Congrats, yeah, bro. Thank you, dude. I've never done small theaters. This is the first time I've ever done small theaters in my life, and I'm nervous. We talked on the phone a year ago when you started doing, but you were doing bigger theaters than, I, than I'm going to do. I'm doing tiny little theaters, but, and the nerves are, are right. You were righteous about, you were like excited nervous. I remember we talked on the phone. I was on the four or five. I remember coming from the airport, and you were like, "I'm excited, but I'm nervous." But it's it the it's it's dope. It's I'm so happy, but the pressure is different. It's different than a club. I don't I don't know I don't I don't mm. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah, I the think, scale, the growth, you know. Yeah, the scale, the yeah, the energy, the excitement. For me, a lot of it was just like the how does the words work in the room? What is like the audio sound like? Right, because I started worrying so about everything. Whereas yeah. clubs, it was I had just gotten used to it i knew kind of how it mm-hmm. went i knew if it sounded strange how to adjust it right but in yeah these different venues where they're all kind of different it was uh yeah that that can be a little confusing well you, here's why because they don't do they don't do comedy shows all the time right a comedy club only does comedy shows yeah it's just it's an on and off switch but with these venues some of these that i'm doing they're rock clubs rock clubs yeah you know cirque de soleil or something yeah, uh, an off yeah an off You're night like, for the cirque what? yeah uh, they do uh, Disney on straps. ice. They'll do they do Disney on ice? Really, dude? I remember I went to Disney on ice. Boy, I never been. We were fired up when we were kids, man. We went. Somebody, I remember some guy was smoking a joint at it at Disney on ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, really? Yeah, because mostly it was kids there, and I just remember looking at this guy being like, "Dang, dude." Yeah, but that's but you know he's got to get his. I can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't hate on that guy. Uh-uh. Medication. Yeah, well, at the time, people, it's funny that at the time, nobody saw it as medication. At the time, it used to be just getting high, and now it's considered medication. Isn't that kind of fascinating? Yeah. Well, it's only because people have come around to the idea that it's not as bad as people want it to be. What Do you think we'll go even higher with drugs? Do you think we're going to get to like a level, like somewhere they just legalized some cocaine, I believe. Yeah. Dominican Republic. Was that it? The DR? Mm, the DR. They got cocaine legal, and they also have... Um, Frog licking is legal now too in certain countries. You can lick for you can you can lick psychedelic frogs. Hmm. What it, what I think there's a roof for sure. I think there's a roof. What did Denver just legalized mushrooms? Oh, they did. Colorado. That's right. Well, dude, yeah, for right. a while yeah. now, I'll notice. You find anything, Nick? I'm not seeing anything on the screen. Mexican court says cocaine use is legal for two people. Mexico City. Wow, they're having a lot. I mean, 
with Good. all the shootings. What was the case? Yeah, what happened? Why, why did they, they needed it? Two people should be allowed to use it legally, it says. The ruling means the unnamed pair can use but not sell, according to Mexico United Against Crime. Huh. They need that energy to get back and forth and back and forth over that border, you know? Yeah. It's like playing, t- it's like Red Rover. It's yeah. a brown <laughs> rover down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said on, uh, I said on, uh, Krista Stefano's podcast with Giannis Papas, I said, they were joking about building the wall, and I said, the wall is cruel. Like, it's a cruel thing, but I think it'd be funny if it was a maze. Yeah. Like, if they had to, like, really... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If it was an obstacle oh, course? Dude, yeah, yeah. Like, if it was American Ninja Warrior down there, yeah. I'd be so down for that. Well, dude, and then the people that would be coming in, you'd be getting some real heroes in Super, America. A lot of talent. Oh, yeah. A ton of talent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You get some like like grade A athletes crossing the border. Well, I think there should be a return system. That's just what I think. It's like one enters, one leaves. It's right. like there's. I wish there was a level in America for people that don't want to co- try and contribute at all to society. Yeah, that we get to tra- You know, oh, that's more like it's like a battle royale. Though. You have to prove why you get to stay, and someone has to go. Yes, that's dope. That's a great idea. Or let Vegas bet on people at a certain point at the border to like another point. Let uh-huh. them bet, like, just on who is going to get... Can they make it to the next level? Yeah. It's almost, it's like Mario. We're setting up Super Mario Brothers and seeing what level they pass. They have to beat a boss at every, oh, every yeah, yeah. point. And then they they get certain, you know, you can get wings. You know what I mean? You can get a jetpack if you want. <laughs> a jetpack. <laughs> you get to jump over people. Some guy is flying by like, man, I'm lost, man. <laughs> going to level three. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, dude. I I don't know. I think a lot of times about the border, like the people that live there. What is their life like? That's who I really that live at the border. Yes, town? like yeah. they, like what is it like for them? You know, like we're, it's easy for us to ju- you know for us to yeah. say this or that, but it's like what is it like if you had like are, are people running through people's backyards? Is it scary? Are gotta people? Be. It's got to be right. I, we used to go down in college. There's a place called South Padre Island, Texas. Oh yeah. We used to go down there. You've probably been down. You've probably been down to South Texas. And there's a border town um, called, uh, damn, Nick, you probably Ro- have to find it. Rosa. No, it's called. Uh, um, Nogales? No. Hot, 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 hot. Damn, bro. In South Padre Island, Texas, there's a border town to this big bridge you cross, right? Mm-hmm. It's a massive bridge. Port Isabel? No, man. It's a, it's a Spanish name. It's in Mexico, that border town there. Well, Isabel, yeah. But not, Spanish. Not, not Isabel. That's Isabel. Go. go uh, there it is. Uh, Maramoros. That was it. Look Maramoros. Maramoros. Right. So we went into Maramoros. Mm-hmm. Keep and, going over to the left. And this was Maramoros. Maramoros. Yeah. There it is. And this was bad, man. We we got in the bed of a pickup truck, in the bed mm. of an F one fifty, a ni- like a nineteen ninety F one fifty. And we and this now nah, I'm embarrassed, but I was like in the back, and we had all been drinking, and it was bo- the truck was bouncing bad. Mm. And I looked where the bed connects to the cab, and it was like loose, mm. like it was not secure. You know what I mean? It was oh, jiggling. Yeah. And I looked around. And I'm realizing I'm going over this bridge like eighty miles an hour. I was like. This is this is how I die. This is how it, <laughs> ends. This is how it ends, dude. Do you ever feel like though, if you died in Mexico, you wake back up in America? <laughs> yeah, it was like a, like a, like you start again, like in yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> you re you reanimate. But where do you come back to? Where's the city you come back out? I of? think you probably I'm going probably Columbus or Toledo. Toledo, Toledo sounds Toledo or um, Kansas, somewhere in Kansas. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Or just walk straight out of that cornfield over there in Iowa, right, right. in Dyersville. Yeah, yeah, but that's, you get like a new beginning. If you could start over, you know, if you could, be, if you could be you reincarnated, mm-hmm. you same Theo, in another part of the world. Say you were born in another part of the world, but you're the same cat. Mm-hmm. Where would you be? 
I'd go Asia, dude. Yeah. So I'd be really shocking to people. Right. They'd be like, damn, this Asian dude is different. You know? way different. Why does he sound yeah. like that? Who's this Chinese guy, man? He's You're very unique. Born and, and raised in Pyongyang. And yeah. You sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> you think you look, you know how I, you know what I look like when I went around Japan? Oh, wow. A guy, huh? a guy booed me at the train station. <laughs> Yeah, swear to God. Well, dude, gen, uh, redheaded people and redheaded like type different type of species and stuff. Y'all have have had not the best PR. How did all that start? I think I alcohol. Know. Do you think it was alcohol, Irish, and alcohol and alcohol? Yeah, yeah. the country. I, I've said this before. Ireland is a set as a sad, wet island, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of um, the the history is bad, man. You're talking about like raping and pillaging of these poor people, and then who did it? Well, Vikings came through and raped everybody, really. Oh. Anybody in the north up there, right? And then on top of it, you have like potatoes. Is there potatoes co- collapsed a society? That's sad that a root vegetable collapsed your whole society. Yeah. And do they have sweet potatoes too or just regular potatoes? Ain't nothing sweet up there. Bro. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> bro, you got to fucking sugar up your tots, bro. You yeah. can't even, I can't imagine running <laughs> on just potatoes. Just regular imagine potatoes. Imagine they go somewhere finally and they see that somebody else has sweet potatoes and they're just like, what have we, what, what have we what been have doing? doing? They don't grow up there. I don't know. Nothing much grows up there. Yeah. But it's just like. But they're think, fierce men though. Yeah, they're tough. They're tough people, man. They're, They're tough as nails. You can kell them and they won't die. No. No, they like um they're half cats. They call them half yeah. cats. They got 4.5 yeah. lives. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I think but that's how they build anybody tough. When you come when you come, like you're from the south where people from your area growing up, you know they grew up really tough, so they're naturally just tough people. Yeah, like a little they, edgier. They just have certain I'm not saying everywhere, but certain parts of places where you had to just grow up around a little bit more attitude and edge, people tend to be just tougher mentally. I'm not saying they're all str- strong people by physical standards, but they all have to have kind of like the way to get through strife easier. When you face a lot of stuff like that, you just you see that in tough cities, you know, you Baltimore, just like tough oh, people, yeah. man. That's a tough town to live. Baltimore's a tough town to live in, dude. Baltimore's uh, the only show I ever had where they had to stop the show because people were fighting in the audience. Is Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. Was that for a Comedy yeah. Factory? Is that what it was? That or no? What was that? I don't remember. Isn't that the what name of that was. club? I can't remember the name of that club. The Power and Light District. Somebody got shot while I was in Baltimore in that area. Uh, the day that I got into Baltimore, somebody got shot, and I was. I, I remember talking to the manager and being like, "Man, that's nuts, right?" And he's like. Not really. <laughs> that's, yeah. not, that's not too uncommon. He was like, "It happens," you know. I was like, "I hope it doesn't happen this weekend." He's like, "No, they got they got one out of the way." Yeah, yeah. They'll be extra security all weekend. Where did I just come back from? That was a. Um, I was just in uh, Indianapolis. is a is a strange city. A, yeah, a wild, strange city. Yeah, I could. I've never been. I'd never been to Indiana, uh, other than crossing the border when we were in high school to buy cigarettes and booze. Oh, y'all had to go over there. You were from Chicago. Where were you guys Chicago. go over to, like by uh, Notre Dame or something? Did you guys ever go there? I went to Notre Dame one time, but wow. when I, when you cross the border in Indiana, you would get people go for cigarettes and and stuff because everything's cheaper. Everything was cheaper there. Oh, it was just way cheaper. And then people would go. Uh, it's it just there was less rules in Indiana. Like they just cared a little bit less. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. They yeah. were more. They were more lenient about. Well, most selling places, illegally most places things get certainly a little bit more lenient out here I, sometimes i can't figure out what it is about la that because there's a lot of things that i do like about it it's like you have the opportunity you know yeah. it's like i can go do comedy anytime i get to be around like really funny people that like i look up to and admire you know right um and then and then also like diversity is so different here it's like here it's like 
yeah, there's a lot of different ethnicities. Everybody kind of gets along. It's pretty mm-hmm. chill. Mm-hmm. There's not really like race. I don't. I don't ever feel like racial tension here, really. Yeah, but I think it's also because there's a lot of this city is pretty segregated in a way. Oh, it's way. definitely segregated, no doubt. So that's why I don't think there's a lot of tension here because it's almost like people stick to their neighborhoods here, right? Like you go in a you go in a a, a, a Latin X, you go in a Mexican neighborhood, and it's m- almost all Mexican, and yeah. then a little bit of Korean. But then Koreatown's all Korean. I feel like when you go to other cities like New York or or, or Chicago, it's a lot more mixed. Oh, I mean, wow. it's it's segregated still. Yeah. But it's 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 like you almost don't have a choice but to interact because of because of public transportation. Mm. We don't do that here. Right. If there was more public transportation, more races would interact here because people of all colors of working class levels that need to use it, mm-hmm. you just have to interact. Or even as people looking for stuff, if people were like outdoors, you know, like everyone's everyone's in the car doing yeah yeah everybody's in the car you can't even if you see somebody walking here you're like damn you know you feel hope bad. they're okay yeah you feel and bad. it's just some guy walking to the store, store. You know? yeah. <laughs> going grocery shop who did i see walking i saw a comic walking today in oh the it's rain. so weird when you see somebody walking that you know you're yeah, like it's so strange i want to sp- i speed up so i so they don't see me i don't want them to see i don't want to i don't want to have that weird hey we it's too little time to talk so you mm. just have to keep going have you seen someone in public that you made eye contact with that you know that you just don't you don't say hi you, just, you guys just keep moving mm, I, there's a lot of people i feel like that i know by face but i don't know who they are and i can't remember how i know them uh, or anything and, and so, so you just avoid it no no no. i'll kind of engage a little sometimes i'll go into a deep conversation i've always had a tough time of knowing like how well i know people or not you know mm-hmm. like i remember one time i went to somebody's like baby's christening or something and they're like what in the fuck are you doing here dude like you don't even fucking know us you know <laughs> and i was like oh shit man I fucking... but i but but you but you're being nice you're like i just want to see the baby get birth yeah like well, i, I want to see this the blessing you know well i want yeah dude look bro and the baptism dude i freaking still remember dude i remember taking a couple extra sips when i was under that water bro you, you know were guzzling oh, yeah, dude, i'm staying down there <laughs> i remember the first time i stole one of those um the blood of christ at, at a catholic church Cause you did you did you do some altar boying? No, nah, I did none of that. Really? We, we weren't Catholic, really. Dude, you should do a series about being a taller altar, like a you know the tallest altar boy. Yeah, the tall boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the taller boy, the taller boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the taller boy. Dude, I could tell you totally. Because let me just say this: anytime people look at you, yeah. they think you've done altar boying. Do you think that? Hundred percent. I think so. Yeah. I, I did it, so I know my kind. You oh, look like one. Yeah. Re- oh, really? You were yeah. an altar boy? Yeah, yeah. I was safe though. I think they knew I would squeal. Is that why you got that one wandering eye? <laughs> I'm just learning about this. So it's just, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, he has to refocus every couple of seconds. You know, it's, you see it recheck a little bit. Oh, just checking for the yeah. Uh huh. He's good, but he's good because he's got he's got his eyes on a swivel. Eyes on the Lord, looking for the devil. He's though. always looking for the devil. That's why he's a smart cat. <laughs> no, we were we weren't Catholic enough for me to be a part of the church. I also got asked to leave Sunday school multiple times. I could see that though. I just didn't enjoy the content. <laughs> Yeah, I just was like, I was, I was always, I questioned everything. That's I, why I like Jews. That's part of their religion is to question more. Catholics are like, don't ask. Yeah, it's none of your business. Jews are like, inquire, inquire. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Let's here. figure this out. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all they're they're all detectives. But sometimes the questions just go too far, and it's like, oh, dude, everything. Yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah let's, slow down. Let's chill out, dude. It's just yogurt. You yeah. know, <laughs> you don't need just to get relax. the fingerprint kit yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, for Catholics, no, we weren't Catholic enough to be an altar boy. How how many years did you do it, Nick? All, all grade school, so K through six. Wow. I'm not going to ask you the embarrassing, obvious, cheap question, but, but, but was, ta- it, was it traumatic at all? Did you hate it? I, I, I said I think I was safe because they, they thought I would tell. 
if uh so sure you look like you snitched yeah yeah yeah. i i I wouldn't let that happen to me the the church was so mean my mom because my my mom i mean all my family went to um catholic school and the nuns would beat their ass oh yeah nuns. i'm saying like smack them in the face wow they would smack my mother in the face my mom said it was a totally normal thing and no one would say anything if you if you so much as like made a like one of those things they would crack you in the mouth but now people question there's so much more questioning of the lord or questioning of like any sort of like mainstream mm-hmm. um parameters it feels like you know questioning of police questioning of teachers well author- like, authorities always had a society's always had a problem with authority yeah and we want we want to know why they're they treat people certain ways i mean uh, power is bias right so authority is going to be biased as well who you are negative and positive to is inherently going to be part of your chemical makeup and your bias towards who you like and dislike and all that stuff is deep rooted in where you come from who you were raised around so that's it's just inherent for us to question authoritative figures because who gives anybody the right to tell someone what to do you know what i mean it's kind of like when they say there's no bias in in refereeing or or umpiring it's it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life you think there is a hundred percent because regardless of if 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 you're if you're uh, a referee and uh you're refereeing uh, a kentucky game and a Arizona game, mm-hmm. whatever the sport is, mm-hmm. you will have inherently one closer relationship to one of those two places because right. of a friend, a family, you know, something. So you're gonna just, there's gonna be something in there. Like a moment in your, yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, this could have gone either way. I'm gonna give it that way. I could, yeah, that's true. I just, don't, I just don't believe there's, a non, there's no non-bias in, in, in judging an authority. It just can't exist. That's why, that's why, um, Jury duty is bananas. It's crazy to ask the people. I think that's the crazy. It should be well, a computer. Now it's crazier than ever. Yeah. Because now it's like you have people that are really more like, okay, I'm over here. I'm over here. Mm-hmm. Like if you walked into a jury now, you're going to look at the jurors and be like, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck no, dude. I don't true. stand a chance here or I do stand a chance or here. Or I'm going to get away with murder. Yeah. yeah. You either, you, you, you're right though. I think society is, do, is doing this thing now where it's more. People are so much more defined. Like there's, uh, for some reason, people are so angry at the opposition, whatever they dislike, mm-hmm. that they want to go the, as far as they can away from them. When you should be getting a little bit closer to find out, yeah, why they feel that way. I don't know, man. I, yeah, there's a lack of empathy sometimes. It's just like there's definitely become. And somebody said they were trying to make virtual reality so you could empathize with the way that other people are. Oh, that's like some cool. company was trying to make virtual reality so you know how it is to be Mexican, or you know how it is to be black, or you know how it is to like you know be no arms or whatever, you know have a, yeah. you know nothing or can't read or something. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude, nobody's gonna play that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, yeah. So <laughs> for some reason, a lot of these white guys aren't playing this that game. Sounds like the worst game. <laughs> Bro, dude. you know who doesn't get enough credit? Mexican people, dude. I love Mexican people. Bro, me- everything in Los Angeles, the predomination of the workforce is Mexican. The right? reason we're in operation is because of Mexican yeah. people. If 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 Mexican people literally left Southern California, nothing would function. I'm dead. I'm dead ass serious. Yeah, they could easily change the minimum wage if they want. If they all just said, yeah, if they took a knee, yeah, <laughs> like if they protested. I mean, yeah. think about every meal. Almost every meal I eat is cooked uh predominantly there's a lot of Me- mexican cooks uh a lot of mexicans take our caretakers of you know uh everything from labor jobs to hospice hospital jobs i mean your fields th- from grapes to freaking raisins to human raisins everything. bro senior citizens dude. human raisins everything it never it's just like man and i was thinking but it's like that's not, it's not racist to say that why would it be 
Yeah. They're part, they're, they're a product. We're giving credit to a predominant workforce. Yeah. There are hardworking people who find the jobs that work for what they can, what they can, what they can give versus, and I'm not trying to be, you know, this dude, but a lot of Americans, especially Americans that were like taking our jobs. A lot of those Americans didn't try for those jobs anymore. So yeah. you can't be mad at people that were hardworking, that wanted something. You can't be angry about that. Yeah, I never get it. Hardworking is my favorite attribute of anybody. Yeah, if, you you're, if, you're, if you just are going, if, you, if you'll stop at nothing to just continue to work hard and get new work, I don't know how you can be so mad at that. It's your own fault for you, you get in your own way. But people want to get lazy and then they complain. Yeah. There's not enough work and somebody's taking my jobs. I, don't, I, I promise they're not taking your specific. And by the way, there's always new jobs being worked out. Someone's figuring out a new job somewhere. I think people just get lazy and they, it's easier to complain. It's way easier to complain. Oh yeah, than to do anything. Oh, I do it like I I notice about myself. I notice I'll do it like with the industry and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's like just having it because I have a chip on my shoulder a lot of times about the industry. So do I, you though still? I, yeah, I think it just carries carried over. You know, but from, I think a lot of it. I think just from feel you know over years of feeling like oh I didn't get a chance. You know, at, so many people get chances that it seems like they you would get a chance you know you would get more of an opportunity that even when mm-hmm. i do have opportunities i don't notice them cuz i'm still stuck in that mindset sometimes you know i feel that but i mean what would you what would you want differently now do you know what i mean what yeah. could, what would it be differently at this point i you know what's funny is sometimes i don't even know and i will still still get mad about it have that edge yeah that's funny so yeah i'm just saying like i can uh, that i relate to what you're saying there because yeah, it's it's just easier sometimes to complain. Sometimes, and here's the thing: a lot of times I don't even notice it about myself. You don't know you're doing it. Yeah, that you have this like kind of like it's not a self pity thing, but it's like it's easier to keep that ball in the air. Yeah, than to let it for you know to then to get over whatever it is totally and take advantage of your opportunities. Totally. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day. I won't mention their name, but it just they were talking to me about how somebody had kind of hurt them. And you can say who it is, dude. He doesn't. He probably wants to keep it private. Oh, I thought it was Tulsi Gabbard. It is. Yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris. She was talking about. She was like, "That bitch hurt me bad." And I said, "She's got that bus now. Anybody riding on it?" <laughs> she got a bus and then she dropped out. Wasn't that hilarious? That was the funniest video I've ever seen in my life. She's like, "Look at my bus!" And then, like two minutes later, she was like, "She dropped out." She's like, I think she. The bitch just wanted a bus. That's all. It this is. is a bus home. <laughs> all aboard, dude! I love policies getting so fucking good, bro. It is. So many people are getting so in. Funny, and for all of these candidates, especially like the Democratic candidates, have all just like they're all just canceling each other out before they mm-hmm. even have a chance. It's so right. how many Republicans do you know are running? By the way, how many can you name? None. I don't think. Isn't that funny? But I can name you 10 Democrats who are like putting their hat in the ring now. I, I mean, know. Mike uh, Bloomberg is putting all these Bloomberg ads out. Bloomberg got in. He's, well, he, I think he's, he stands the best chance, but I think Sanders stands your best chance over there. I guess, man. I don't know. I think a lot of people have a big issue with. Uh, oh, with his platforms. With his I platforms. Just, I think just because he went on Rogan and people got to hear him in like a real sense, I think yeah. you definitely, by that episode, you got to know him more. I'm just saying that he, I don't think he stands a chance to win, Mm-mm. but I think he just stands a chance to get their nomination that's all i mean yeah that's probably true i think you know what i think the uh, i was trying to i was trying to talk about it on stage i was trying to figure this out. I, I think the like i think the country would love a regular you know how they say J- donald trump is a regular dude you know like he's like he's all america he's really not right I, I think they really want a regular ass dude yeah. i think the country would benefit darren darren <laughs> yeah. darren from des moines iowa yeah who just or is Daniel? Daniel, but he's just doing it. Yeah, 
I think they're ready for a uh, dude. I can't talk about this all day, man. I, I got to work, man. Yeah. People are like, oh, I fucking respect that. Yeah. The president's going to talk from six to seven when he gets off of work. Yeah, and he doesn't do press conferences because he's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm busy, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm cooking my kids breakfast. Yeah. What, what, like, it'd be nice to have a president who didn't have all those, like the private chef and the drivers and all that stuff. It's just like, that. They it'd be nice to have a president of the people who literally was like, has a normal people schedule. Because then he could bitch about real ass shit. Yeah. If he was like, nah, man, my kid, the traffic was crazy today. Yeah. I was trying to take my kid to school, and then, you know, the window, I had to get the window panes redone. Like, it'd be funny to hear a president talk like how average people have to talk. Yeah. It would, it would just feel more connected, you know, because everyone's like, we need a businessman, a businessman. And then when Trump got in, that's what they kept, they kept raw around a businessman. But now, Democrats are trying to run on that same platform, ironically enough. Like, Bloomberg's whole Bloomberg's commercial, yeah. he, that's, what, he, that's right. what he's pushing. I'm a businessman, but I'm a, but I'm a liberal. But it's like you're too late. That game is gone. You know what I mean? That's not going to be the selling. No, no person in the middle is going to go. Ah, oh, that's what we needed—a liberal businessman. Yeah, and that wasn't why they liked Trump as a businessman. It's the opposite. They liked the fact that he was cutthroat, a cutthroat businessman. Yeah, you know. It, well, I think things people then want things to be more cutthroat. I mm-hmm. think that there's too much. We we can do everything. Yeah, because it's. I think some of the proof is starting to show up in front of our faces that we can't help every person in the whole world we can't do and i know the goal is to try to do that Mm -hmm. yes you want to try to help everyone you know but the reality of it is that at a certain point i think it becomes it's impossible yeah it no it is it is literally impossible and so then you're like well we're america we should do it at least by example and i agree it's just that in some ways it's like in the end it comes down to us it's like we need to help each other mm-hmm. we're politics we're the we're the president we're the vice we're, it's people right it's people it's not some you know thing that's always going on that we can all point fingers at and blame it's people and how we treat each other and how we behave um that's either gonna make or break this overall earth program yeah for sure well i also think i think like like go back to like how we started in villages you know like it takes a village that old phrase like it takes a village to raise a child you know i think like when we had smaller units and villages and little bubbles they they were more high functioning because everyone kind of served a purpose well now we have so many people and the village is so large now it's just difficult and now we're trying to help out not just our village but a village 2000 miles away another yeah. state that's really i think that's what's really hard is other states trying to solve other states problems on a federal level yeah. is super difficult well i love going back to state government you know i think it would yeah. help a lot i think it would help people focus more on like um you know what's going on more locally with them your village you need it we, I mean, we need more help in our own own villages it's really hard to help other people I, I i wish we could dude i'm I'm not one of those people that's like yeah i wish we could too no doubt it's just so but also hard. you have so many errant people saying like well what about these people and it's a picture of like nine people starving in okay. you know viet guam and you're like first of all that's not a place it's not a real country okay. anymore. yeah <laughs> okay got rid of that bro and that picture could be 20 years old 14 years like it just and somebody fires it off you know some angry little gay uh-huh. gentleman he's like well, what about these guys you know what about terrence and these other guys nobody cares nobody cares yeah and and it's like dude and so seven thousand fucking people sitting somewhere with no job retweeted right and now that's a thing that's the new thing it's like that's not the thing dude Mm -mm. the thing is how do i help myself and how do i help the people that are closest to me i think well yeah and 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 if you have i don't think i don't think you should be forced 
to help, but I think it should be encouraged and and it should be a positive notion, right? Like I'm not saying yeah. everyone with tons of money should give away all their money, but I think it should be like it should it should be a cooler notion, right? You know yeah. how, they, how they try to make not doing drugs cool. You know how they're like say no to drugs, yeah. like that's cool. Yeah, it's like they tried that program. It's like the idea should be more. But that wasn't money. that. It was cool. It was they tried it. But dude, remember it would always be. Can you look up a uh, say no to drugs dare? Dare program car yeah. wreck at school school car wreck they used to every every year bro they would bring this car wreck to our school and they would set it up out on the football oh, I see field it. right a drunk yeah. a drunk driving car yeah, i dude, know yeah. yeah i remember that yeah and then fucking fat lance dude and his wife who were like and that was the guy's name i'm not calling him fat dude his name was fat, fat lance, lance. Yeah. yeah it was yeah it was a fucking eight letter yeah eight letters on his birth certificate in his first name <laughs> and it was fat lance but um, they would drive up with like the fuck, like just some bootleg like lights blaring on the top of their truck, and be like, "Oh my god, what happened?" You know. <laughs> and then they would smell the kids' breath. One of them, they wouldn't even check the kids' pulse or anything to see uh-uh. if they were alive. Very unorganized. Wanted to make sure he was drunk. Yeah, that was like, it. oh damn, he's drunk, he's drunk and dead. <laughs> he's dead and drunk. Yeah. And were you looking for he, a specific video? Yeah, can you just put a picture up of it? No. Yeah. Do 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 like West Hollywood does that too. They still do that yeah, here. They every put out school. a car. They put out cars in the middle of the, of the city of drunk driving accidents. Oh yeah, yeah. They just put one out there in front of the police station every year. Oh, but it's also like, why is it only one time? You think it happens all year round? They just say to the holidays. There's probably the most right there. There's one at school, right? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's a painted. Yeah. <laughs> When when they did ours, uh, it was always before prom, and the girl died, and then they played Eric Clapton. Uh, Tears in Heaven? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, if a- I saw you in heaven. Dude, I used to share a room with a gentleman over there outside of, uh, in the warehouse district in New Orleans when I went to Loyola down there, and... Um, I just learned Tears in Heaven on the guitar, and he used to make me come in the room and play it for him and his girl at night, some lady he was banging. Really? I used to make my buddy play Stairway to Heaven. He would do coke, and his fingers would bleed. He'd strum the guitar so hard. (laughs) He would be coked out playing Stairway to Heaven. I loved it so much. I make him play it over and over. The best part about your friends doing coke playing guitar, they'll never not play the song. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They'll never put that thing down. You'll go, man, play that song. They'll go, you want to play it again? It's like, yeah, play that again. They'll loop you till you wake oh, up the next morning. I just learned it from when I'd go in there and drop it three times on him, you know? <laughs> and then I'd try to play every rose as it's thorny. be like, no, no, no. No, go back. Let's go back to the other one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that picture was so ridiculous because it, it looked so, it, it, they made it so fake. It just, yeah, can you bring that back up? It was so Nick? fake. It was so fake. <laughs> That's why we laughed at it. That and they like and and remember the, the counselors or whoever the is like that's not funny. You're like, but it that is ridiculous. Yeah, and they were always and I remember one year they tried to make it more ethnic in our town and they were like, yeah, Ladaryl couldn't handle his liquor. You know, <laughs> you're like, where, where, what county was he from? He was he came over two counties over. Ladaryl couldn't handle like, it. Who is Ladaryl? Yeah, they Let's go to that one on the top right too, Nick. Yeah, yeah, that one, right? Yeah, that's that. That's, <laughs> that's that. It. That's that looks it. <laughs> yeah, the per- one person was always f- like sh- shuttled through, through the, the windshield. Window. Yeah, she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. Yeah, that was a big. You know what? That this is not. That's this isn't funny. But how how crazy is it that sometimes when people aren't wearing their seatbelt, it's the only thing that saves their life. Mm. That's what blows my mind when they're like, "Oh, it saves your life." It's like people get flung out of the car. And they say if they stayed in the car, it would have crushed them. Mm-hmm. But they get thrown out, you know, break every bone, but they're still alive. It's just, it's it's like, that's why I believe the funkiness, you can't predict any of that stuff. You're going when you're going, baby. You think? Oh, you're going when you're going. I mean, you can help 
you can help scenarios. But I think it's supposed to happen for sure when it's supposed to happen. Mm. I think it's the universe, yeah. man. But do you think it's preordained, or you think it's just like that's when the when that roulette ball think, drops I think, right I on you? I think you. when that ball drops, I think when Jesus wakes up and has a bad day, and he looks at you, and he's like, that one's gone. Yeah. That one's gone. This guy's going the frickin'. This guy's gotta go. Oh, this tall uh, altar boy? Gone. Out. This tall boy's gotta go. <laughs> yeah, dude. This tall boy with the wandering eye, that kid's gotta go. This guy go. that's dunking at all the Christian games, he's out. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> Get his ass out of here. <laughs> we can't have that, man. We can't have this tall, thin altar boy. Yeah, I just think it's... You're, there. I don't think... I don't like fate. I don't like the word fate. But I think... I think things just happen at random, but they're... they're there's no stopping them. Do you think you can do things or behave or operate in a way in the world that would make God or higher power keep you here longer? Yeah. No. No, because there's a lot of people that do a lot of bad things to other people, that kill people, that you, that abuse people. Touch them. Touch them, yeah. And they still live. So that's why I don't believe in that system. I don't think it's you can stick around longer by being a better person. I think you can... I think you may physically make yourself healthier by being a better person, which in turn increases your odds, right? The more things you do for people that are better, the better you take care of your body and your mind. Yeah, you're going to spend yourself, you're going to spend time in better environments, you're going to spend time yeah, like... It's going to physically help you have a better chance of living longer, yeah. for sure. But there's probably a really good guy out there who falls off rock climbing. He's a, a good cat, but it's just a freak accident. A guy just did, actually. Let's bring him up, Nick. Some guy just fell, huh? Yeah. He fell from where? A gentleman just passed uh, last week, two days ago or something. One of these rock boys just... Oh, yeah. He was uh, one of the subjects of uh, Free Solo. He was Bulgarian, I think. No, he was... Vietgangan? He was might he have v- been. Gangan? I think he was uh, Japaraguan. Was he really? Yeah. That's so, you know they can only see color in one eye, Japaraguans? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine and, and their left eye. It's so st- I don't know why it is, but it is. It's almost beautiful. Accomplished free solo. Brad Gobright was his name. Brad Gobright. Right. Pause on all sides. Look at that. Look at a cop. Accomplished free solo. Brad Gobright dies in climbing accident. Their descent, 3.30 p.m. Mm. What else does it say? Another climber fell. Two guys fell. Damn, with him? Free soloing, man. That I mean, it's just it's the it's you're you're pushing you're just begging the universe to try to try to make it harder for you to stay around. I think climbing a rock without ropes is just the wildest thing on earth. Oh I yeah, I don't know much that's crazier. That free solo documentary you saw that, huh? Creeped me out. It gave me the it made my chest feel weird, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, this dude is off his rocker. He had zero regard for the idea that he actually could go. I think it just didn't, re- it never registers to him that like death is a thing that's real. It just doesn't feel like it is to him. He's like, no, I, don't. I mean, I know people die, but I don't, I'm not going to die. What's the closest you ever came to dying? <sighs> Honestly. Choke. Uh, I was going to say one time I choked on a, uh, a McNugget and I thought I was going to die. I'm dead ass serious. I choked on a McNugget. Mm, where'd you get it from? Mickey D's. But where, a, though? Do Mc, you remember which Market outlet? Meadows, McDonald's on Naper, yeah. In Chicago? In Chicago. And, uh, Downtown? In the suburbs. No, in the suburbs. And in I ch- Naperville? I, Woodridge. Choked on a nugget. Mm. Ch- I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. Were it you was alone? lodged in my throat. No, I was with a buddy. Oh, wow. And he was, he was I, I was like, and he was trying to do the Heimlich, but it wasn't really working, and I had I was trying to force myself, mm-hmm. and it dislodged somehow, thank God. But I, I thought for sure that would, I mean, I've had a few moments of like, 
you know, bad accident type of stuff that mm-hmm. freaked me out. That gave me a scare, but I, it wasn't like, I mean, I, I had a, I caught a, I got a rebound when I was in high school at an open gym game and a guy took out my legs. I fell on my neck and I blacked out like four or five times. Didn't break my neck though. I w- I think the doctor said something like I was a few pounds per square inch of pressure from cracking my, in my, uh. my neck. Isn't that crazy? They said the vertebrae was so bruised and had so much swelling and pressure from the liquid that like it alone should have broke just to relieve itself, but it didn't. I got lucky. I was blacking in and out of consciousness when the paramedics were there. And they said it was a severe concussion. Mm. I felt it for like a week and a half. I, dude, I don't know what those football players go through in the NFL, but falling on my neck one time changed the way I played basketball forever. I don't. I never. I stopped jumping. Mm. I was like, I'm never jumping again. Scared, scared me so much, man. It was just. It freaked me out. I woke up in the hospital three or four times. You throw up sometimes when you have a concussion. You ever get one? Yeah, yeah. I got one at my brother's. I was looking for something and I fell down. But um, you smacked your head. Yeah, just hit my head on something real hard at like this weird angle coming down, and uh, next thing you know, I was like talking to him. Didn't even remember like standing back up. Then sat down, and then did you throw up? Felt like a lot I of needed, people throw up. Uh, uh-uh, just felt like I needed to take a nap. And I, but I was like right in this middle of like this conversation with him. It was just really, really it was very bizarre. Did you have a near death moment in your life? You know, I choked actually. This was in Chicago. I choked on. If I have Gatorade and tuna fish at the same time, I'll ch- my throat closes That's up. That's in your Wikipedia page. Now. No, it isn't. It should be. <laughs> uh, but Gatorade if, and tuna fish. Yeah, there's something about the, the like the acid and the what's in tuna fish that would make you get fish fish. I don't know fish oil fish. But I have it, and uh, bro, and I, and it happened once before, and I was like, oh, this is insane, you know? You this, had tuna fish and Gatorade once before, and it just, you did it again? And I was like, oh, this is just, something else is going on, and then, you know, maybe I was talking about B, maybe I stepped on something, but um, but this time when it happened, I was like, oh, fuck, this really is a thing I should have learned the first time, but this really is. <laughs> I, like, tempted it, you know? What color Gatorade? Uh, This was pink. Ooh, like kind of a pink Gatorade. That could be why. So I'm in a hotel room in Chicago. I'm having it. You know, I'm running late. I just went to the gym. Excuse me. Bless. 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 Three. Three. Bless. Four. Always a three. I'm a two. You are? I'm a two. Only two. Nick is a two. I'm a two. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta tighten up. That third one is like, hey, I'm. It's, hey, what are you doing? It's a little much. Yeah. yeah, it's it, like I bless Such you, bless you. Move. And then when I when the third one comes, I go like this, bless you. I come a little tired of saying bless you now. At that point, my grandma does four or five. Ooh, yeah, four. Seniors or five. go risky. Well, it was a form of communication back then. It was flirting with someone. If you mm-hmm. blessed them three times, four times, you know, you oh. think she made herself sneeze more? Oh, she'd be sn- just sniff, sniffing dust all day, just trying. <laughs> You ever have someone have one sneeze and it's really creepy and they don't sneeze again oh, and you yeah. get nervous, right? Yeah. When they're like, <laughs> and they keep talking to you and you're like, what was that? Like, I just sneezed. Dude, I had a friend who would close his mouth, sneeze out of his nose oh, all the time. Oh my God. Fucking savage. Don't dude. ever hold your breath and sneeze. You know that, right? Don't ever do that. You blow an O-ring that way. Really? I know a guy that did that. Yeah. He, you know, when you hold it in, he didn't yeah. want to sneeze out loud. <laughs> blew, his, blew his booty. Makes my wiener hurt, man. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff scares me. Does your wiener, do you, do you have, do you, are you scared of heights? I wouldn't say that I'm scared of heights, but I'm not real fired up about them. When you look, o- when I look over like a big balcony, mm-hmm. my penis feels weird. Does that do that to anybody else? Well, and I'll tell you why. And huh. you can, if you don't mind Googling this as well, Nick. It's but crazy. It's because you're lively. Your life is in your... In my penis. Yeah. But I don't feel it in my your balls. Your longevity, though. But you're... 
that the the thing of I'm gonna live long, I'm gonna have a child, I'm going to procreate. All of that is right. in your genitalia in that area. But it rattles through my shaft. It's like a it's like a rattler yeah. roaming through my shaft. Because your shaft's like, hey, we, we got, have to procreate. We, we gotta need to stick f- around. Yeah, we need family. Yeah, mm-hmm. we not you're not a bird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Your dick's trying to let you know you're not a bird. We need family. Yeah. Stick around. Don't jump. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's doing. Yeah, it, it is. Makes, it makes me tingle in my, in my penis when I when I get on heights. It's that thing. Are you seeing something there, Nick? A male that is afraid of heights when they are on a ladder peering over a balcony. Do I get a tingling sensation on my See? balls? Look at this that. is a Reddit thread. Someone was asking, explain like I'm five, why this happens. And... Uh... Someone else said, the funny thing is I get that same tingling feeling when I'm very excited about finishing a task. I completely understand that. I get the anx- I get anxious about when something's about to come to a close, my balls tingle. Hmm. Like when I end every set, when I get the light and stand up, my balls start to tingle. Like I know it's coming to a close. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. My nuts. Your balls are trying to stay s- to say stay safe, and you have adrenaline coursing through your veins. Your brain is telling your body there may be danger coming. Hmm. It's fight or flight kicking in. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting, baby. Mm. There's no flight in these nuts. They're trying to re-exit your body. This is your semen trying to exit your body to reach a safer place. Now that makes sense. Well, should I carry a cup? I should just put a bunch of semen in a cup when that happens to save that. That might be the good stuff. Well, this article is now say freeze all your blood. They say get as much blood out of your body, freeze it somewhere, get it in case you need it in the future, in I case your kids need it, in case. Because otherwise, you're taking your kids somewhere and be like, hey, does anybody have any fucking blood? Yeah, stranger's kid? blood, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> that one's stranger blood. When you're full of it and you're like, oh, fuck, somebody help I me. I got so much blood. I have so much blood. Do you I, really? I have, I have too much blood. Doctors told me I have too much blood. I, I, uh, I cut I cut my gums on uh, on a potato chip, um, habanero a habanero potato chip, and I I bled for like a month and a half. Damn. I went to the doctor and he said you got too much blood. It's got to get out. Damn. Yeah, it's like rele- it was I was relieving some of the pressure, but I asked him if bl- my blood was worth anything, and he pulled me into a, a little tiny room mm-hmm. and he said your blood is worth m- more than most Americans. You're in the one percent of the blood club. So I, I signed up for this thing. I have a card. I have to go. I have to go see this. You know, person who tests me every every couple of weeks from the from the government. Is it Next Health or something? Uh, the Health, the Health, yeah, hmm. the Health, yeah. So <clears throat> when you have too much blood, it's, it's one of those things. You can, you can yeah, you get you got kind of. You're on, I'm on a new I'm on a new level. Dude, we had a guy I remember that was choking one time when I was young mm-hmm. at school, and two other guys they were trying to do the Heimlich, but they didn't know how to do it. Two other guys held him, one by his arms, one by his legs, and some guy ran up and fucking kicked him, dude. He was choking <laughs> on part of a Twix or something. Bro. Yeah. Which one? The right or the left Twix? I don't know. He's choking on one of that side. But he twi- broke like four of his ribs when they fucking kicked him <laughs> and saved his life, dude. Well, that's it's worth it, right? I think. You, I'm willing to break a couple of ribs to save my life. Someone said, "Would you be? Would you be willing to?" If okay, if the greatest singer of our generation, mm-hmm. you know, was a blind kid, was this blind kid, mm-hmm. and you either had to kill him or you die a tragic death, what what would you do? Oh, I'd kill him. You'd kill the kid because he's blind. No, I'd kill him. Just to stay I'd kill alive. whoever it is to stay alive. Yeah, the greatest singer of our of all of our generation. Fuck him, dude. We'll get extra singers. Man. We'll get more singers. <laughs> yeah. We'll have two <laughs> shitty singers so I can learn how to pipe it together. You know, we'll remix some shitty guy with dreads. Dude. Would you kill? Would you kill Nick to stay alive? Yeah. N- Nick, Nick, would you kill? kill would you kill Theo to stay alive? The greatest comic of our generation? Probably not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Loyal. He knows who writes his checks. <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe I wouldn't kill you. Maybe I would take my own life, but I would make Nick very, very upset about it first. 
I wouldn't even think about it. I'd kill Nick so fast. <laughs> I would. I'd kill him. I would be a little bit overt too. If they, I hit him with my car, I just keep running him over, <laughs> oh, just to prove to the universe that I'm I'm sticking around. Sugar night. <laughs> I would sugar yeah, night. Yeah. yeah, I'd have or I'd hang you over a balcony. I'd vanilla ice you. Where's sugar night? Is there a black guy named Sugar Night? It's, it's the sugars. He has diabetes. Oh, the sugars night. <laughs> sugar. The, the sugars night. Can't be having all these sweets. Dude, I got to remember, uh, before I forget, so I'm choking on this tune and this mm-hmm. Gatorade. Mm-hmm. I go to the hallway. I try to call the front desk. I can't even talk, man. My throat is closed up. I'm putting one of my hands down my throat and trying to open my fingers to keep my airway open because the problem is that I'm- Allergic. Allergic, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, my throat is closed up. To tuna, right? Yep, tuna and Gatorade. So Something, uh, something the chemical properties offset each other, something happened, huh? Something in it, yeah. I mean, I just, nothing else has ever done it to me. And then so next thing I know, I'm in the hallway and I'm trying to, uh, the cleaning lady, you know, I'm just making these sounds. I remember she hands me a tampon, bro. <laughs> she thought something was <laughs> wrong in my room. <laughs> I just remember like. <sighs> and she assumed and she that must mean. Pulled, had a tampon thing in her cart and gave me a little pack. That makes sense. Like, what the panicking. Fuck? She's like, you need tampon? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what that means. That's communicating I need a tampon. Yeah. <laughs> You know when you're in the hotel room and the cleaning lady, um, they come in, they knock and they come in right away. Mm-hmm. Do you tell them right away? Do you go, oh, stop. no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, or do you let them figure it out? Oh, damn, I let them figure gangster, it out. Bro. I just let them figure it out. I sit in bed and I let them come all the way in and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I just let them. It's okay. I'm just gonna get new towels. I let them in. You're what? just sitting there naked on the computer. You're mm-hmm. like, come on in. Come on in. No, that's right. Just towels. It's fine. Just sitting there typing away, butt-ass naked. <laughs> I stay naked in a hotel. I stay naked. Oh, dude, there's something about hotels. A comedian used to do a bit about it. There's something about hotels where you get in there, you got to get naked. You got to get naked. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I, well, because it's not your room. You feel naughty. You're in somebody else's room. And you just you don't have any responsibility. You, if anything goes wrong in there, it's not your problem. Yeah. It's really nice. It's like a rental that you don't that there's no agreement on. You know what I mean? A temporary rental. That if something happened, you just like, that's not me. I didn't do that. That was there when I came in. Yeah. That's the best part. There's no responsibility in hotels. You could do whatever you want. You have as many people there. It's wonderful. I know a girl in high school that used to live in one of those extended stay hotels. Mm-hmm. She would have parties every single day. Oh, wow. No consequences. And she was a real party type of girl? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her mother, it was her and a single mother, and her mother uh, was never around because she was working. I ne- never saw her mom. We got to go over that. We got to go to the extended stay all the time and just party. It was wonderful, man. Do you Damn. know anybody in high school had a, who had an apartment? I didn't really. I remember this girl, I asked her out one time. She said yes, and I took her to a dance, and I had a chance to like take off her underpants one time, and it was just me and her, and I fucking got scared, bro. You got nervous? Yeah, bro. What kind of, with a granny panty? She was so hot. I don't remember. You, She was hot, and you got nervous? She was so fucking hot, dude. I, went and I just went in the, I remember going in the bathroom and masturbating. To the thought of maybe taking off her panties, that you, the fact that you didn't get to take off her panties, and she was still in the living room when I did mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I get that. Trust me, I've, I've done shit like that. I just remember sitting on a pool table, and I like kind of had my hands like on the upper legs, and was just feeling, it and we were kissing, bro. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, I'm living my dreams," you know. <laughs> and then I fucking couldn't handle the pressure of you it. You broke, huh? Oh, dude. I, I just remember I, that. I remember getting scared. I was like, "I'm not going to get an erection." Everything. This girl hates me. You did get an erection though. I don't remember. And when I went in the bathroom, but it's yeah. easy to get an erection to masturbate. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. 
No, no. I, looked, I only looked at myself when I jerked off. Oh, I would stare right into really? my eyes in the mirror. Yeah, right into my eyes. Oh, my God. And then man, right as I... insane. Theo, right as I came, oh. I'd wink at myself. Oh. <laughs> Who are you, bro? Fucking Dane Cook. I'm Hannibal Lecter, bro. Oh, damn. Are you that guy from... Uh, who is that guy on that movie that they do the business cards where they kill mm. a American prostitute? Psycho. Oh, American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Oh. I, I, the, the first hookup nerves... The first hookup nerves are bad. I went down on a girl that I had such a big crush on for so long that she tapped me on the head to let me know that it, I was done. Like, as <laughs> it, like, that's it. That'll do. <laughs> I swear to God, I was so nervous, okay, man. Hey, buddy, this ain't the swim team. I Let's did. go. Let's tighten up. Up, up. She goes, up, up, up. I, did, I, I was so nervous, man. She was so beautiful. I never thought you'd have sex with me. And she said, I can't believe you didn't have sex with me. But I was nervous. I thought you didn't want to have sex I with me. I know, man. This is my first year of college. I was, so, I was like, this girl doesn't want to have sex with me. Dude, I remember hooking up with this girl, and I was going to lose my virginity. And uh, How old were you? Mm, I don't remember. F- 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And I actually lose my virginity behind a bowling alley in our town. Shout out Tiffany Lanes over there on Highway 22. Tiff, 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 Tiff Lanes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Roll, roll some stones. While people were throwing rocks at us, speaking of stones, man. Really? Yeah. Just because just they didn't like, they were, you guys, premarital sex? Just excitement, no. People excitement and they had rocks around them. So when they got amped up, they're like, we got to hit him with something because we're so happy for him. Yeah, we're just cheering our boy on. That you makes know? sense. That's like why people throw rice at weddings. Same yeah. thing. You're excited so you want to throw something at him. Yeah, big. Yeah. You ever, did you get hit with a rock while you're, getting, while you're hooking up? Uh, I'm sure I caught a couple. Nothing nothing, nothing big. Shells. You know like those shells, those uh, white shells people used to use as driveway shells? Yeah. That's what you got hit with. Yeah. Those don't hurt that much. Uh-uh. They're not real rocks. No, they're, they're like. Yeah, I don't know what they are. They're not really. They're not. They're they're like half hollow. Yeah, it's kind of like rocks for poor people, kind of. <laughs> poor rocks. You know what I'm saying? Poor people always had those shell driveways. Yeah, you know? they did always for some reason. Yeah, it was so weird. And they were all. And it was always a mess. It was always there was oil stains all over it. There was tons of tire chunks because someone had spun out in the winter and left yeah, it like yeah. that. <laughs> always. Remember those? Though? It was like oh half my god, these yeah. little bitty shells. Yeah, they were like yeah. Um, poor rocks. Poor people. Rocks. But this girl. Uh, Dude, I remember hooking up, and and then I, I ended up ejaculating early, you know. Mm. So we didn't engage, and then uh, I was so like nervous for some reason that everybody at the party would know. I made both of us climb out of the window and come in through the front door of our of my house to the party. <laughs> They knew you were upstairs, and then you left and came back in? Yeah, I think I was just, I just didn't want anybody, like, knowing my business, I guess. So I was like, oh, if people see us come out of this bedroom together. But if, but if they saw you coming in the front door when they thought you went upstairs, then they, you think that was more normal? Then they think maybe we were magic or something, you know? <laughs> but not fucking, you <laughs> these, know? Yeah, they think, they think you special, have special talents. Yeah, they'd be like, damn, these people are magic. What were they doing up there? Transporting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were reincarnating by the front door, <laughs> repelling themselves. <laughs> but no, dude, it was first. It was first floor window, oh, so okay. it was just. But there was a bunch of bushes out there. I remember her being like, "What am I climbing out here for?" What did you tell her? You're like, people can't know. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, we should probably keep this on the DL. This is more fun this way." Yeah, and maybe it's because, yeah, it could have been more fun. It could. I don't remember. It's what. adventurous, right? When you're young, you're more adventurous with where you'll have so sex, too. much more adventurous. Yeah, anywhere you'll you'll do it anywhere. You'll hide in more fun places. Yeah, yeah, we, we like. Uh, first of all, se- car sex. High school car sex was such like a common thing. You had to have sex in the car. Yeah. Where else are you going to go? I mean, we have basements in the Midwest, so people go to the basements. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's where you go, man. You go in a basement. Somebody, somebody had a cool, everybody had a cool basement. 
like where you could you could sneak away in a corner of the basement and get away with it but car sex was everything mm. for some reason and you'd find the darkest deepest corner of your community and a cop would somehow roll by yeah why because you're just as dumb as a fucking you're just as dumb at the time you're just a dumb kid you pick the easiest, easiest spot. spot yeah but it's, you think it's smart yeah, you think it's great and cops have already been kids so they're like oh uh, this is the place i would go they're like this is where behind, i used right, to yeah fall. right mm-hmm. behind the church or right behind just someplace that's like did you ever uh, get caught having sex um my mother caught me getting a blowjob Oh, a girl's the same girl who I made climb out that window. Mm-hmm. We tried to have sex at her house one time, and the mom came in the room, and I went over and introduced myself because I didn't know what else to do. You know, dick out. Oh, yeah. Bro. Did she throw rocks too? Uh, <laughs> her mom comes in. She didn't look at my dick though, and I did respect that. She did not. No, she just stared at your eyes the whole time. Yeah, and I nice respected that man. Yeah, that's, and that's when nice. I knew that this lady's a good lady. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Kind of just recently, uh, so it was the girl staying at her parents, and I had to introduce myself to her mother. She was like twenty eight years old, but uh, stayed living at home because. Wait a minute. So you did you? They caught you in the act at all, or no? She no, just knew you were there. Pumping. I came over. Came over at like three a.m. and mm-hmm. we're, in, we're in a room before it happened. Nick, don't you live? Don't don't. Why couldn't she come to you? Uh, my place is kind of shitty. I'm always down to go someplace else. Uh, she lives in Orange County. She's got a nice crib. Where do you live? Out calls, Ho- Hollywood, bro. and like a three yeah. three person apartments. Hers was a three-person house. It was yeah. her mom and dad. And they knew you were there. Yeah, they 3 a.m. Yeah. You, could, you couldn't just be Postmates, you know? Yeah. You wow, was it... Was it was, As you start doing, start wearing Postmates shirts or, or Uber shirts. She's, like, she oh, was Uber. Filipino. I was like, you know Joe Coy? I used to work for Joe Coy. You said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it, huh? Oh, yeah. She's like, we love Joe Coy. He has 100% penetration in that community. <laughs> yeah. well, who, who, who else is? he tells the mom... <laughs> You, do you, you like Joe Coy? Joe I used to work for him. She's like, we love Joe Coy. <laughs> I know. You want me to call him on my phone right now? Joe, help me get out of this, please. <laughs> what did you say to the mother? What did you? What was the first thing you said? I was. I like introduced myself. Was, like, right, because you weren't naked. You were just over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, I, and, I, had ju- I had just gotten in, and she was like, "What's all the commotion and stuff?" Yeah, we weren't engaged. Did you still hook up? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. After you met the mother or before? Yeah, she brought us cakes. I know Joe Coy, man. That's so smart. Fact, That's very smart. And a good fa- and, and and by the way, good for her. Good for the mother being cool about it. She didn't kick you out. You seem like a nice kid. You're a taller boy. She probably could feel that in your bones. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "You stick around, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're a good you're a good white kid from from the Midwest. She could feel it." Good. I mean, the girl's 28. She can have gas. It's not like Right. It's not like your children. Now, that's a unique thing, too. Mm-hmm. I remember going somewhere with my mom and my stepdad and meeting a lady that worked at this restaurant and then that night the next morning i tell my mom mom remember the girl from the restaurant she's in the room and my mom was like what <laughs> like it just like magic you know like yeah what you, you do magic you know like no remember we went out last night i'm s- just smelling like tequila just bad you know mm-hmm. uh and just like i had this old my mother had this old bed that we hooked up on it had all like these mardi gras beads hanging off of it you on know? the bed like yeah, on the bed frame hanging off of it that's just like anybody from louisiana with no money you would decorate shit with mardi gras beads but they were cheap yeah yeah they were cheap and they look pretty nice from far away and if the lights are shiny yeah, yeah it's color a yeah. little bit of color yeah it always looks festive that is so, really nice dude but they are just so loud if you're trying to engage with somebody and if you're trying to tickle somebody or have yeah. sex and uh and that blew my mind. mind. She's like, you have to sneak her out of here if your stepdad sees her. Mm. He, yeah, stepdad wouldn't approve. 
Yeah, he was kind of a curmudgeon. He didn't want to. Some people don't want to approve anything, you know. Really? Is that what he was like? He was just, just attitude about everything. Didn't like anything. Mm, I think. Well, in his home, you know, I think uh, men get that way at a certain point, and I get it. You know, oh, we don't do that stuff in my home. I paid. I you do yeah. you want you want to do that? Go go get your own house. Yeah, that's that old phrase. Like it's just mine. If you want to do something, you go get your own. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I'm you know if I, if I have kids and. There's always that awkward point when your your son starts masturbating and oh. I'm going to make him do it outside. You can't do that in my house. You have to step outside. I'm oh, my make, dad used to make us bury it, dude, if he, we jerked off. Go put it in the yard. Go put it in the yard. I'm going to build a masturbation shed. I say, you go to the shed and put a little baby heater in there for when mm. it's cold. You know, but go to the shed. I want mm. you to go to the shed and think about it. Oh, that's lively. Yeah, go jerk off in the shed. Let it stay out outside of my home. I paid for the home. I make them buy the shed. Right. And mm-hmm. it'll give them sort of an idea of like... Okay, you know, this is something, this is a special event. Uh-huh. Not you just, because when you think, sometimes when, you know, the the product of human that's being created these days, it's like, no wonder. Yeah. No wonder everybody has some, you know, some kid has nine elbows and he fucking, you know, <laughs> and he's just drinking snot out of his nose. No fucking wonder. Because every decent nut was ejaculated. It's all gone. Yeah, it's all these blown the, these out. These are the leftovers. These are the nun. You're you're from nut nine thousand. No wonder you fucking. You know? <laughs> no wonder you have six tongues, dude, and you're never going to be able to read. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful day. I'm happy you're here, and I'm happy I'm here. What I'm saying is that some men suffer from erectile difficulty, and that's problems within your body by your penis. And this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Do you remember that, guys? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable erectile helper with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can pop them anywhere, day or night, afternoon, leap year, even on a full stomach. And they work up to twice as fast as a swallowable pill. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physician. So you don't go to the doctor office or wait in the line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet packaging. Oh, I wonder what that is. Maybe a new maybe a new hammock? Nah, player, that's them poppers. They're made in the USA and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, I got a special deal for the listeners of this podcast. Go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our code Theo. Just pay $5 shipping. Oh, excuse me. I had a couple and I'm ready. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E C H E W.com, promo code T H E O to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And once your penis is doing well, you can tighten up the rest of yourself. I'm talking about Manscaped. Support for this past weekend comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. A lot of times you'll see somebody's penis and you don't know what's going on with it. Or you'll see somebody will have, you know, uh, a bunch of junk lying around their their cock. But times have changed. 
and you can tighten up your penis and everything, all your hair on your body. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Man, a lot of people will accidentally cut into their scrotum when they're trying to trim their hair on their body. Not you. That's why the revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. You'll never nick your nuts. Tis the season to get Manscaped for yourself or someone else. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Theo at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Theo at manscaped.com. Clean up your nuts and make everyone proud. And now back to the program. Let's get a question. We had some uh we had some video questions that came in from oh, some wow. good humans, man. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, what's up, Andrew? What's up, Theo? I wanted to know how do you guys manage anger? It could be somebody making you angry or you're angry at something, and how do you respond to it and how do you stay cool? Gang gang. Gang, bro. And you, you let's start. You I like that guy. I like that and guy. You're more he, of an anger guy. I'm very angry uh, off. No, but I'm I'm a balanced guy. I just I have anger in me. I like that guy because he he I knew he was going to be have a foreign accent, but I I knew I wouldn't know where it was from. Hmm. It was just a little tinge of something. He's got a little Eastern European in there or something like that. Play 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 play. Hey, what's up, Andrew? What's up, Theo? I wanted to know how do you guys manage anger? Manage you somebody making you angry <laughs> or you're angry at something, and how do you respond to it? And how you stay cool. Yeah, he has a tinge of something. Mexico or something? Eastern, Poland? Eastern European. I'm going to go Poland. I'm also going to say he's from Canada, though. Do you know where he's from, Nick? He didn't say. Okay. He's from Newfoundland, if anything. Ah. Yeah, Newfoundland. Uh, how do I manage anger? Um, I think everyone does it. I mean, on a personal level, obviously, I, uh, I like to run. I put on headphones mm. and I run for as long as I can until negative thoughts go away. Wow. I get into a fight with the old bag. I put on my headphones and I disappear into the night. Running at night's like my favorite thing in the world to get rid of like my anxiety or my anger. I just run until I, I feel like I'm done. Mm. I, I forest gump it for real. I just run until I'm done. I know exactly when I'm done. It's not like a, a number thing. It's not like a mileage ticker. I just keep running. And then sometimes, I, one time I ran so far, I took an Uber home. Damn. I ran seven miles in one direction. And I was like, I don't want to run seven miles back. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped in as I, I fucking hit an Uber. Sometimes I, I do that shit. That's how I manage it. I used to, t- I'm, you know, therapy and all that stuff. You can do a lot of that too, but I find exercise for some reason, it wipes away all the thoughts in my brain. Yeah. Negative shit. If someone's being negative and it's in, circulating in my world, you know, people being mean or rude or whatever, I, I just, I just run. Well, having that physical element, you have, feels dude, good. it's so imperative really. I think in anything is having a physical element to go along with whatever your process is or your program is. Like, you know, you see a lot of these guys, uh, you see a lot of guys who, you know, in in the self-help world, a lot of them have a real physical element also to what they do to keep them active, keeps your blood moving, reminds you that you're like a being that is not just this brain that's just like, you know stuck on this you know in a weird little rabbit wheel or whatever you yeah. know that you are this 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 you know capable creature you know and it reminds your body that and i think your body even reminds your brain that and like on another level like dude chill the fuck out bro quit thinking about that shit we're running we're you running know? bro yeah, yeah we're doing look how capable you are yeah that's you know? a, yeah you you do yoga, right? You still do yoga? I've been doing a, actually recently. I've gotten into a lot of meditation recently, which has really yeah. been helping me feel good. And uh, 
and yeah, I do yoga and I go to the gym. I get, I have a trainer now that I go see, uh, at least two days a week That's and good. then I'll go by myself too. Um, yeah, and it helps, man. It just, yeah, it just, these days you gotta have it. We're more sedentary creatures, I think. Mm-hmm. It's well, it's easier to get everything. You know, you have it delivered. You sit in your car. You sit around too much. We work at these things sometimes. You know what I mean? You do podcasts a lot. Like you're sitting and operating, working on computers and things all the time. Yeah, you have to get up and go. What? How do you? What do you do? What do you do to manage your anger? You work out. Is that what you do too? Well, meditation helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but you're not an angry guy. Most of my anger is at myself, really. Yeah, I don't see you get angry at other things, other elements you don't really get mad at. It, you're a hard guy. As long as I've known you, I've never seen you get really angry at somebody, unless they really did some something bad. But it's rare for you to get upset. Yeah, I think I think for some reason I just end up hate, I just end up getting upset at myself, you know. So it's right. like so these days it's just kind of managing that, realizing that things are okay. And if I have anger, realizing it, figuring out what my part is in it. Why am I angry at this person? Like, what's really going on? Am I right. really angry at this person? Or I probably could have done something. A lot of times I didn't communicate clearly. That's a lot of my problem, I noticed. Right. I don't communicate clearly what I want in the beginning or what I'm hoping for or what I'm expecting. So then I get down the road and it's like, well, what the fuck's going on, dude? Right. You know what I'm saying? What did you expect? Yeah, we're at a carnival, yeah. dude. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> I'm trying to buy Quick Crete, dog, and you and me are fucking eating Sundays at a carnival. Yeah. This shit's pissing me off, pissing you know. Me the fuck off. But it's like, well, dude, I didn't know, you know. So, a lot of times for me, I notice it's communication. That's mm-hmm. where things get. Yeah, it is. Errant because the story will go in my head. Yeah, my head will start rattling. But yeah, I'll do some meditation, and uh, but physical fitness always helps. Let's get into another one here. We got Theo and Cheeto. What up, guys? This is uh, Becky from Colorado. So, about a week ago, I was on this first date with this beautiful girl, and she orders a margarita, right? And I ordered a nice glass of milk, and uh, she didn't want a second date. (laughs) So, I guess my question to y'all is, uh, uh, adults drinking milk, yay or nay? What do you guys think? Yay. Gang, gang, chug, chug. Chug, 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 baby. Yeah, yay. I yay to that. That's dope. The guy wants a glass of milk. He's an adult. He can have a glass of milk. This is the greatest country on earth, you know? They don't let you have milk in certain countries. That's true. It's a great country. You can just have milk. At the, maybe he didn't want a margarita. I don't, you don't need her, bro. She doesn't need to be judging your liquid choices. That's insane. Yeah. The only liquids you should keep away from Theo or Pink Gatorade if he's eating some yeah. tuna. <laughs> That's a no. No, I don't like that. I, she's Maybe he didn't feel like having a drink. I, there's That's something weird about, you know, going on dates that I hear from all my friends are like, they go on dates and it's like, are they going to have, is it going to be an alcoholic beverage or not? That's always like a big oh, that's conversation. A yeah, you got to make that choice. There. Yeah, and, I, and and it shouldn't even be a, it shouldn't even matter. If you're going to go have drinks, you just, we'll talk about it after the dinner and the drinks. And the, I mean, the dinner and the, the, date, the date. It's like, if we want to go to a bar, if that's the next step. But I don't think my boy from Colorado should feel bad about having a glass of milk, especially if it was... You know, farm fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, it, and it, hopefully you went whole milk. If you go skim milk when she orders, <laughs> well, that's like that. probably yeah. But, well, that could have been it. They, she was probably like, he's like, I'll just take a one percent. She was like, oh, we'll, we'll get in, get out of here. We don't need dessert. <laughs> well, or if he asked for some weird ass milk, he didn't say who it was. He didn't. It could have been goats. Yeah, if you asked for goat, chocolate, breast, if you asked for anything real out ostentatious, bro, I think that's a bit much, yeah. dude. I think if you order milk though at a bar, I think it is. It's not going to give her the air that you are probably living alone. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, but can I tell you something? Mm. Milk at a bar is such a bold choice that That's... it makes me think you're an adventurous dude. That's a good point. It, it, there's, but at his age, I wonder. Yeah, at his age, I, it just seems like. Yeah, but he I, said, but he said, he said at dinner, so it wasn't at a bar. I think it was at a restaurant. Okay, they went to a nice restaurant. I'm gonna have That's milk. legit. I'm gonna have milk with my meal. Yeah, respect, man. You fucking drink what you want. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of times I let the lady order first. That way, if she wants alcohol, she can have alcohol, mm-hmm. and then I'll then I'll order after. You know, or if I get there early, I'll order something. If I'm worried about how she, if drinking or not, I'll get something like a seltzer water, put a lime in it, oh. or get a non-alcoholic beer. Sometimes, if I really want to, do you like of, the taste of those? There's so many of them now. Oh, there are. Bro, there's like ten different ones. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know. I know. Odul's is the one that I, my buddy's dad. Yeah, Odul's the most popular. He drinks that all the time. He lo- he'll rip through twelve of them at our <laughs> That's house. Crazy, dude. He would rip. He rips them, dude. It's it, he'll get a twelve pack and be, in like in an hour. He's like, I gotta get more Odul's. <laughs> I love that too. I think that, I think that's I think hey if I don't I, I've never had one so I don't I don't the flavor is good. Yeah, the flavor is good, and the new ones are they have ones that are a lot more exquisite now. Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I Rogan has the Heineken does one. What is it called? Yeah, Z- zero or I don't remember the name. Whatever. Rogan made me try one once, but it it but I don't like Heineken. Mm, yeah. So I, I didn't taste. I, I was just like, no, this is not. It tasted like Heineken, so it wasn't. And Heineken, a lot of black men drink Heineken. You know it. Yeah, it's black guys like a black Heineken. males beer. Yeah, yeah. Black men drink a lot. Well, of the Heineken. black guys don't like IPAs. That's a white guy beer. IPA is white. Black guys like uh, clear beer. Yeah, clear beer. I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't like. I don't like Heineken for some reason. I just can't do it. Heineken always gave me like a headache and stuff. I remember when I was in high school, there was always something weird about it. Yeah. No, I, I threw it threw me for a loop. But also, I think, uh, like when you were saying what you do to order in advance, I think that's really smart that you ordered like a seltzer water. Just to like set the tone. Yeah, and it, and if I put a lime in it, she doesn't know what it is. That way, it's like if if in her mind, you know. And also, if you don't drink, then there's. I feel like sometimes if you don't, there's no pressure for the girl to drink. I'm also not at the. I'm at, I'm not at the place in my life where I'm trying to take home a drunk girl. You know, it's just a so, lot of work, huh? It's work. It's risky. I feel like you mm-hmm. know. It's it just yeah, and it just it's. I don't know. It's just not what I'm into, really. I don't want some right. drunk person. I remember one years and years ago, some drunk girl wand- sh- thought she was at a fucking mall or something, wandering around my apartment, picking up stuff, looking at the bottom of it for prices. She's like, there's no prices on anything here. Well, did she buy any? Did she get anything? And I'm anything? like, it's my fucking apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I would have charged her. <laughs> yeah. She picked up something like 23 85 yeah. but I'll give it to you for 20, <laughs> 24 How about that? I'll give you, I'll go up in price. When I used to go on dates, I would just eat the full meal before they even ordered oh yeah yeah i ordered in advance i would eat it while they're looking through the menu <laughs> just to set the tone you know it's like i get to eat then you yeah, get to eat i'm ready to go i'm ready to, i gotta get out of <laughs> yeah. here i eat dessert when they're getting their meal <laughs> dude i used to only invite chicks to the movies when it was cold and i would go in early so they had to get their own ticket <laughs> <laughs> so you, like you're warming up you're halfway through the popcorn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's genius oh, who's this dude shocking. And by I say girls, I mean probably one girl. One girl, ever. yeah, that, that's it. That worked one time. I think that guy who orders milk, uh, just to go back to it quickly, should do it every time. That's a great weeding out process. The guy likes milk. If she's not cool with that, she's not the one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Imagine meeting the girl that goes, I'll take a milk too. Yeah. He's like, this is my wife, dude. Oh, dude, that's, that's a commercial. A, yeah, this, <laughs> that's for milk, yeah. yeah. Dairy Farmers of America. <laughs> if she like milk, then you ought to like her. Mm. Here's What's a beautiful guy. Jacob from England. Got one question for you. Who would be the better father 
Theo, Andrew, or Bobby Lee, baby. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. gang. Who would be the better father? Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the better father. Fa- he says father. 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 Who, who would be the better father? Let me ask you a question. Like a down. Theo, who would be a better father? I yeah. like the way they say stuff. Who would be a better... It's like they're all allowed to have a lisp. Yeah. Who would be the better father? <laughs> you know what I mean? If they get away with it. If if an English guy has a lisp, it sounds cooler for some reason. Oh, yeah. When it, when it, when it, like an American, has, when he's back lisps, yeah. you're always like, oh, no. Yes, up here is tough. These are my favorites in here. Oh, we can't, it's, it's just part of this. It's just, <laughs> it's just something that we have to focus on. Yeah. I know a girl who dated a guy with four S's in his first and first and last name. Oh. So she had to say, call him that all the time. <laughs> oh, suck my kids. Oh, suck my kids. Uh, who would be the better father? Oh, God. Of us three, of me, you, and Bob? I don't know, man. I think we'd all make decent fathers in our own right. No, that's not true. I think you and me would. We'd have a better yeah, shot. We'd have a better it. shot. Yeah. Bobby would not be, he wouldn't be a bad dad. I think he would just. Um, He'd be a bad stepfather. A terrible stepfather. He'd be a good, um, he'd be a good friend of your friend dad's? of your dad's. Yeah, like a buddy, a hangout buddy. You and I'd be yeah. great. Dad. You'd be a great father, man. You Thanks, have man. you you still have a lot of you have so much whimsy. I think kids need an adult who has whimsy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. My, you know, there's a com- a comic out of Philadelphia, and Chris O'Connor. He's hilarious. He's so funny, and he said that about somebody, a family member. He goes, "The dude lacks all whimsy," mm. and it made me laugh. I was like, "Wow, that's such." You need to have whimsy when you're a, a father figure. Yeah, because kids, it, it can go anywhere. Yeah, like let them, let them do it. Let them, fl- dude. They're in the wind. They're figuring it all out. Yeah, they don't even know what's going on. Think about, dude. Nobody remembers eight years old. Who fucking knows? Uh-uh. I have no idea. The stuff that you got into. Whenever you watch, I was watching kids um, on the plane. These two little boys were sitting next to us when we came back. And they were losing it, having so much fun. They were throwing um, M and M's at each other, mm-hmm. and he was like, "He's like, he's like, throw it in my mouth." And he would on purpose throw it, hit him in the eye, mm-hmm. and he would laugh. And he's like, "Do it again." Yeah, yeah. He knew it was coming again. It was yeah, great. Yeah. They made a bunch of little games with little M and M's, and the man next to them wasn't enjoying it. He had zero whimsy. He mm-hmm. didn't like it. He didn't like it. I say he should have been like, "Throw, give me one." You know what I mean? He should yeah. play along. Get the pick up. Ask for the throw. You know, throw me the ball. I always do that. I have enough whimsy in me where I'm. I'm excited about a little a little person to. I want to hear what they th- what they're thinking about. Yeah. Whenever I say little little people, I'm gonna talk about like Brad Williams. I'm talking about. Oh know, yeah yeah yeah. Because I know what he's thinking about. Little mm. freak. Threesomes and all of that. Little freak. He's in the dark arts. Many he talks really about it. is man. Mm. He really no. I just I think about. I just want to know what's going through their little heads because they're yeah they're fi- they're filled with all sorts of weird fun ideas the stuff that they come up with and they get their bu- dude my nephew just got his butt out this time when I was at home he kept showing Pulled me his out. butt like the coolest thing he'd ever gotten it is though because he just found it <laughs> I know dude I'm he like, just bro. found it imagine how fun that is when you just find oh, it oh dude crazy like imagine if you just saw now that you had hands yeah. you know what I mean you're like dude look at these things look at it you yeah. show it to everybody yeah. how old is your nephew. He, one of them seven and one say, of you them got, is five. You got two, right? Six and four. Yeah, I got two. Wow. I got, well, I got two uh, little nieces and they're like, they're incredible. We went to Harry Potter town with them. Really? They came out here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Harry Potter land. At Universal? Know. Yeah. That's cool. Bro, it's so fun. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be good for the girls. I was loving it. Yeah. I had three butter beers. I was living <laughs> my life, dude. I, I thought, I, for real, I was like, this will be, I was excited for the girls. But then when I got there, I was excited for me. Yeah, it was. It's so fun to live in that world. You're like, this is what they experience all the time. This kind of 
this kind of thought process is how they're living every day. Yeah. I wish we could have more of that. Yeah, there's more possibility. There's not as much judgment. Yeah, the rule the rules are less. The rules are like don't hit, don't be mean, enjoy. Yeah. You know? But the, the rules are less. There's more like openness to 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 creativity. And then adult world, there's almost none. I mean, outside of what we do for a living, I'm saying in your regular life, you can't be that. You're not allowed to kind of... You get bogged down. Yeah, well, people don't like you to stretch. They don't like... They want people in order. Everybody likes order. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just want it to be very organized. It's kind of fun when it... That's why Southwest Airlines makes me laugh when they're, you know? Yeah, if you're going to Vegas or coming back from Vegas, they always do it right. Yeah, they just figure it out. Who lost all their minds? <laughs> they start yelling at you. Yeah, I love that it's kind of chaotic. They're wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only airline that lets people wear shorts, they wear short their own shirts. You know what I mean? I saw a dude with his own company name on his shirt, oh, like his own all. brand. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I was like, they don't really care. Southwest really does it right, dude. And they're like, yeah, the, the flight doesn't seem like they'll fuck it. They're not that hot, maybe, but they definitely seem like they'll fuck. You know, they'll they come probably home. will. Yeah, yeah, they'll come home. They'll give you a ride home <laughs> if you ask. Yeah, flight doesn't jump my car the other way. You just, awesome. I was like, get out, let's go, man. I need a jump. He's like, I got you, baby. What was that gentleman asking about, Nick? Uh, he asked. He said, who beautiful was a, young fella. A better father. British. Oh, yeah. Who would be, be the father. Father. A better father? I think that's it then. I think we'd probably maybe tie somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah you'd be good at it, man. We you, just know that Bobby'd be bad. I think that's the only yeah. thing. He'd be so bad. And he would admit it. Oh, my God. Yeah. He would leave it everywhere. He would leave kids He's everywhere. still a baby. He's still gestating, dude. He sleeps mm-hmm. almost as much as a lot of those, you know, in utero babies right well you know because he's so round that he can he can lean on his side (laughs) he doesn't even need to go down he can just just a couple inches to the left and now he's sleeping it's incredible it's it's incredible to watch he's a remarkable little treat all right you got another one yeah let's hit another one here we got a guy right here Uh oh beautiful young man theo gang gang andrew i've got a question for you When's your next special? Oh, I want to see. I want to see something, man. I got Amazon Prime just so I can watch your your shit from like twenty seven years ago, and I feel like a stalker at this point. I've seen it like ten times. That's very stalker. cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, that's funny. That's funny because I, we, you and I have kind of talked about that, and I want to. I want to really talk to you for real about that. Of like, what are you going to do next? Because you and I, for the past couple of years, have talked about the state of that and the state of comedy. I don't know what I want to do next as far as the special goes. I do want to put something out, but um, I read this article that Jay Leno, uh, maybe it was Hollywood Reporter or something, and they asked him why he doesn't do a special on Netflix. They're like, all your friends are doing specials. Like, why don't you do one? And he was like, I really love live comedy. I want people to come see me. And and he's like, I don't really care about putting something down forever. Now, granted, that's not my opinion, but... It struck a chord with me, and I was like, "Me too." Though I love live shows. That's like, where you see it. I just love live shows. I love. I want people to come see me when I come to their town so bad. It's not that I don't want to put out a special, but I'm like, I don't know. I think part of the beauty for me of stand up is that we get to keep changing over time and molding. And anybody who's seen me knows I try to do a lot of different stuff if I can, you know, and change it up. I mean, I'm doing an hour now. That's kind of a thing, but. I don't know, man. I just don't know what I want to do. I mean, Netflix is, I'm not really on that ship, you know? I'm not really on that boat, you know? No hate on them, but I don't think they... Yeah, we have to get offered. Well, first of all, if you want to do a special, you have to get offered. Yeah, yeah. So they we w- have to get an offer from a place that also went offer that we agree to. So right, that's the other thing. You have to want to do it with them, and you have to be cool with the terms. So that's the thing that people don't know, unless you do it on your own, which a lot of people are doing. But my fear of putting one out on my own... Um, 
is I just don't, I don't know, man. You know, like Callan kind of went his own way, you know? Uh, Schultz did his own thing. There's a lot of guys doing their own thing, but for the most part right now, like I'm comfortable in this pocket of, I want I want people to come see me live. Yeah, the beauty is live. The beauty of it is live. It never stands up when you see something, I don't never. think, unlive, you know, or see it, whatever that's called, on tape. But I appreciate that kind of love. I mean, what like what like you? I haven't asked you. We haven't talked in a long time about that. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Uh, I don't know. I got you know. I know there's some um, companies that have them. You know, platforms that have them that are gonna come see me next week. I got Good. a show over at the Wiltern, so they're gonna come see me. And then which you're gonna murder? What a venue too. The Wiltern's beautiful. Yeah, I've never been. I'm excited. That's it's. You've never been inside? Uh uh-uh. uh You're gonna, bro. It's su- such a cool venue. Really gorgeous, man. That was my the first concert I ever saw, or the first uh, band I saw in Los Angeles with was at the Wiltern, and it's, and it's stunning, man. Dang. They did such a beautiful job with that, man. Something about those theaters that have history in them that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. They feel like gothic or so. Something. Yeah, like yeah. they feel like they've got this energy trapped inside of it. Oh man, you're gonna rip. That's gonna be so fucking cool. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm definitely excited about it. I, I feel you know stoked. Oh, there's a picture. Oh wow, that look is at how pretty. beautiful that is, bro. Dang. Look at the ceiling of the Wiltern. I, it, to me, it's one of the coolest venues I've seen. Stunning. Sorry to interrupt the uh, convo here with the Red Rocket, but I gotta let you know about this gift opportunity. I'm talking about Ridge Wallet Tree. The Ridge Wallet, it's that front pocket carry. So you'll see sometime a man will have on a backpack or some luggage or he'll a lot of times even tape drugs to his legs and run into the country. But everything's changed. Now with the new Ridge Wallet, you keep the items you really need, your credit cards, maybe a little bit of cash, your identification, you know, maybe a birth certificate or social security card. Keep them in that front pocket. I'm talking about the Ridge. It's super durable, made from military-grade materials like titanium and carbon fiber. It's proven to be bulletproof, waterproof, and chainsaw-proof. See exactly how it works by going to ridge.com slash Theo. That's R-I-D-G-E dot com slash T-H-E-O. And use code Theo for 10% off. Link in description. Ridge.com slash Theo. And for those of you who like to take a chance and gamble, I'm going to let you know about something. It's an, exi- it's an exciting time, especially in the NFL. Fantasy playoffs, actual playoffs, other games. S- sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat QB. Aye, aye, aye. And over in UFC... They will have some of the most stacked cards in a long time. Three championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet on sports and maybe win some money, maybe win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites, parlays are the perfect because they let you bet multiple games for a bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. I do not like it when I'm trying to do a parlay and it's too confusing on the sites. Some sites won't allow it. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand, you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. 
All you have to do is use promo code T-H-E-O to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code Theo to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. And now back to the episode. I mean, the other one that was cool, uh, Rogan took me to, where were we? Detroit? I mean, Atlanta? No, we were in Cleveland or Detroit. One of those two. The Masonic? It was so beautiful. I don't know what it was, but good God, man. We took a bunch of photos of it. It blew my mind how pretty the art was. Yeah, like like the texture of the ceiling. Stuff like that is what yeah. really, there's something about that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's something. Uh, well, it's more, it shows like, okay, this Detroit, is Detroit. Detroit, sorry. Yeah. This is the art that I'm doing. Fillmore? Is it? Type that in. You're so good with the names of these places. I'm so he bad at He might be doing that. bigger places. No, no, that's it. That's oh, it. Nice. That was it. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I huh? mean, I mean the archways. I mean everything about it. Joe was stunned. We kept taking a bunch of pictures because I, I we I had never seen something like that. You know, like with him, we'd performed in I'd done arenas and arenas are the ugliest looking things on earth. Yeah, there's nothing co- sexy about an arena. It's so funny. The more that I've done with him, the more I'm like, man, this is sad. It's just rafters. It's just like, it's it's wonderful to do. It's just. When you go in a theater, you look at the art that it's involved on the inside. Mm-hmm. Something about the experience. Some romance in it there. It is, man. It's beautiful. So yeah, you're going ri- to rip the wheelchair and they're going to come see you. And then would you maybe put this hour you're doing right now on in a special? Or yeah. Not? And so maybe I would put something out. It depends on when, what time slots they have available for like different platforms. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, if they have something next year. So then it's like I don't want to hold material for like a whole year. Yeah, people so want like, you to put it out. Yeah, and at a certain point, I want to put it out. You know, at a certain point, I'm you know, I'd like to just get it out there and get it off my get it out of, out of me. And so, so then I would either, I don't know, I, I thought about maybe just making it and putting it onto I you know a place to sell other than that, like mm-hmm. other than Netflix. Mm-hmm. So like iTunes or, you know, or I thought about just putting clips, just making it into the actual clips that it is, that too, yeah. and putting it onto. Uh, YouTube, and then just also putting out an album with it, you know, and then I still own it. So that's another. That's the other side of it. Is also then you still have ownership of it. Yeah, the business side is the thing that people don't really know about what we have to operate in that regard. It's a lot more convoluted than just kind of like do it. Do you know who John Baldessari is? Mm-mm. An artist, John Mm-mm. Baldessari. He did this thing where he just got kind of inundated with like his ideas of what he was making art wise, and then he burned all of it. Mm. He like burned all of his art to wow. like start again. And I had this kind of like in the middle of the night, half lucid dream in, in and out where I thought it'd be wild for me to shoot something my on my own cheap and not cost a production company a lot of money. Like I'll pay for it and put it out for 24 hours for one day mm. and then it goes away forever. Yeah, I thought about doing that. I was like, that would be really fun and get all my friends to promote it. So it's like, hey man, you can only see it now. Like if right. you want to watch it, you have to watch it in this 24 hour span and then poof, it's gone. That'd be know? gangster, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought I was like, that could be really cool and then I can retire on the material and then it can kind of be this wonderful meta industry thing where it's like, if you saw it, you saw it and if you didn't, you didn't. And I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I, I keep it's having refreshing this, feelings. Di- yeah, it's there's cool, something right? gangster about being like, nah, I'm gonna do it how I want to do it. Yeah, too. because there's it's so much out there now, you and know? also taking it to see it live. Also, there's a lot of beauty in that because like, oh, that's where you see it. You see it live. I want yeah. you to see it in the way that it's supposed to be seen. Yeah, it's hard when you put it on tape. You know, <clears throat> like I heard somebody told me Ali Wong just got Netflix just gave her eight figures to do two more specials or like a special on something else. And I was like, God, man, the growth of that thing is just, it is a big, big, big beast, you know? So 
I'm like, maybe something alternative would be cool for me. I don't, just for me. So yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Tell the, 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 the Theo fans, let me know if that would be something you'd watch with the, uh, get in the 24 hour span or some people might be like, that's so annoying. I don't want to watch it that day. You know? I mean, it's super interesting. It's different. Yeah. I keep having this dream about it. It's like in the shower. I think about it all the time. I'm like people, you know. I can already hear agents and managers and lawyers like, "Why would you do that?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they think. I know, but I just think it'd be fun. Like, because they sell it, they, that's where they make their money. It's money, yeah. But yeah. for us, it's like I want to make money on live shows. I want to engage with fans to come watch us do our thing, and yeah. that's how I want to earn a living. Not like I'm saying that you know, I don't want to earn a living from specials on that live on, but there's something neat about it going away. I don't know. I don't mm. know why. I don't know. There's something about. Yeah. Well, I think over. I think. It makes things, everything now is so accessible. Yes, that's that's part of the reason that why. That it's like, how do you be unique then would it be unaccessible? Yeah, or, you know, you know it's kind of like... Uh, but then you risk the, ru- the run the risk of being not... Not accessible. Right. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But isn't that kind of the fun of it all? Is like, because we're so accessible, could it be cool to be... The only way you can see him is to go see him. You want to see his new stuff, you have to go see it. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun to me. But I don't want to say a joke that you do because I know that's a it's a it, that's a no no. But you did a joke last night that made me laugh so hard I walked outside. I'm not I'm not kidding. Oh, thanks, bro. I, I lost my shit. I I never heard you do it because it must be relatively new. Mm-hmm. But it made me laugh so so hard I walked <laughs> oh, thanks, outside. Bro. I was in the hallway la- dying laughing. Just just the, I don't want to say it, but God, man, I wish I could. It was so goddamn funny. So thanks, I can't. Man. I, I hope you're uh, that at the Wilton. I hope that that blows right, man. I hope that blows up and all those people wanna claw at you and then you decide how you want to do it that's the thing the fans don't know we ultimately have to decide how and when and why you want to do it yeah and then you start to get tested by your own stuff like am i doing this for money am i doing this for you know what am i doing this and do i really like this stuff i'm putting out that's always a hard thing it's like do i love this stuff or do i like this stuff yeah because then you get caught in that rat race of like everyone's like doing a special year a special year a special year a special and then it's like how much that stuff do they enjoy are you keeping up with the Joneses or are you putting out content that you really, really love? That's like where it gets into this weird gray area of like comedy and business, you know, and doing that balance. Yeah, I used to like better being just a comedian and not having to be business, you know, and not having to do business, you know. It's exhausting. I'm going to give you a compliment real fast. Um, this me being very genuine now. I've known you for quite a long time. We've been friends for a long time. And watching the growth of you as a stand-up and as a comedian – it's it's wild. It's like makes you real feel proud. Proud is like a shitty word. It it makes it sound like a, it sounds condescending for some reason. Mm-hmm. But it it's like a it's like a pride in in friendship, because I remember watching you in the OR a couple years ago, maybe three, maybe four, three or four, and I was watching you and I was thinking, when the world figures it out, when they get it, they're gonna get it, get it. Like I just I was like when the world figures out how good you were, I was like, it's gonna, it's all gonna take place. And then to watch it happen was very cool. So as a friend, it was cool to watch. Thanks, man. And I mean that. Like, it's a it's a weird thing to see. I don't think people, it's hard to describe. It's almost like if, if for people at home, it's like if you knew an athlete when you were young that was so good and at your high school and you were like, this motherfucker's ridiculous. And then you actually see them progress on to college or pro or whatever. Yeah. It, it's like everyone knows what you already know. It's a cool feeling. You know, it's like I saw the band first type of shit. Uh, yeah. It's a cool feeling. You know, there's something about it that's, that's, we only, it only happens so many times in our lives. So, yeah. Anyway, I, that's all. I just, I, w- I want to say that too because I, it's just, thanks, bro. I was thinking about that last night when I was, when I, we were hanging out and watching you because 
you know, we get to be in the bed of it all. It's so wild being at that club, Bert with his shirt off, drinking was with so strangers. so good last night. Oh my God, last night at the club God. was ridiculous. I was <laughs> laughing so hard at Bert, dude. And it was so funny because I hadn't expected. Thank you for the nice words, man. Yeah, it's really course, nice to you. Yeah. You know, oh, a lot of, t- uh, you know, all, I mean, you know, a lot of it's just been because of the podcast. A lot of people have, you know. Uh, we finally get to connect. Yeah. That's what this is. We finally, after all this, all this time, get to connect because when you used to do Conan or The Tonight Show, they didn't know who you were. So we would fist fight to get on the air. And then and then those things never gave you an opportunity to be you. You didn't get to be Theo. Yeah, well, kept getting every time I would submit to a late show, they would say, oh, you can't do this joke. You can't do this word. You yeah. can't do it like this. Why? And it was like, oh, well, I'm not even, well, I can't be myself. Then I can't be, I'm not a, com- you know, I'm myself. I'm a comedian. Yeah. But I'm also a person. Yeah, but they don't. But, but and not. there's not, and there's some difference between the two, but there's not a ton of difference a lot of times for me. You know, no, you you are you are a hyperbolized version of this uh, thing that 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 you've created. This wonderful comedian character. It's like a microcosm of you, and it's it's the picture. It's the bigger picture of it all. Yeah. Right. And well, I just it, took it personal when they said no. You know, I, and I, I shouldn't have taken it personal. I just said, "Oh, that's their business." And maybe I didn't take it personal. Maybe I just said, "That's their business." And then, I mean, I re, I used to take it personal. It hurt. It hurts your feelings when they say no. Yeah, you're like, "Wait, I am good though," and they just don't. There's just a missing. Something's not connecting. That's all. But the 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 thing about this that you get to you get to connect more on your own personal level. Then, yeah, and you're like, "Fine, I'll just do it my way." You know, yeah, and it's been definitely it's been a it's been an amazing adventure, man. So many just people that call in every week and have like sharing their own stories, and it's been a journey, bro. And it's been a journey going through just you know it's been highs and lows, like you said, man. It's been highs and lows, you know. It's going to continue to be that way, you yeah. Know? Just like you know, and in and, and you know, just like on these 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 interviews, sitting with friends and and talking, it's like some sometimes on a podcast i connect so much more with people and sometimes you don't and it's hard because the fans now are so in in it that even they are like they're they're almost in it and on it with you at some point you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. it's very it's it's like so intertwined which is a it's a good thing but it's just so strange to me now. It's a thing I'm happy about. Like I'm, ha- I'm happy it's happening. Well, you started your own podcast. I mean, Whiskey Ginger's doing well. Yeah, it's doing good. People yeah. like it. Yeah, you have a I lot ju- of great guests. I'm man. Trying, man. Yeah, you got to get over there. We got to get you. People, people ask me all the time when I'm going to get you, and it's really funny. Sometimes people, ma- when fans make up shit, it's weird. Mm-hmm. When they're like, "You guys don't, oh, you guys don't like each other." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, where does this come from? This weird, fake news that gets like infiltrated into this thing, like these lies that they put in there that they didn't hear from yeah. us it's strange they're like what are you not hey what are you Santino Yo, almost hate going Theo what? it's like no we all are doing a million things trying to create these worlds for people as much as we can so we can keep you know engaging in content and working and I just don't I think people think that like uh, I think people think that we have more time than the average human like there's more there's a bigger clock for comedians it's like how come you can't do all these things it's like it's impossible yeah, I can't, it's too hard. And I don't want to show up and not be able to. And like, there are times when I don't feel like myself, where it's like I won't go on any. You know, I, I didn't go on a lot of podcasts. I wasn't feeling like super like myself. It's like I want to go when I'm f- having fun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I want to go and bring the heat, the fun. Yeah, yeah. and I want to have a blast. Like yeah. I don't. It's like that's sometimes too. It's hard to keep doing the, a, a job of podcasting when if you're going through your own shit in your own life because it's right. like okay, uh, you know. This isn't a, you know, it's hard to, sh- you know, it's not like a self-pity thing, but it's just, you know, it's, 
it's a journey. Yeah. Well, I think I think people don't know that it's a full time job. Rogan says that all the time. He's always like, it's my, it's a job. I have a job. He's like, I have, I have two jobs. I have stand up and I have podcasting. And it's like, oh yeah, it is a job. It's one hundred percent a full time job of like, you know, b- balancing these worlds. It's not, it's not as um, mindless or or kind of passe as people kind of think it is. So it's it puts a lot of stress on you too. It's like a thing that kind of just adds this other comedic stress pressure. So yeah, to listen, you want to be engaging. You yeah. Know? You want to know what's going on because it's not fun when you're not like into it. You know, you're not just, yeah, I don't know. It's What's the last one you did that you weren't into? I don't know. Nick might even know better Did you have a me. guest that wasn't into it? Did you have someone over here that you didn't connect with? No, I just have had guests where, you know, I've just learned over time to be, sometimes you're interviewing somebody and sometimes you're just talking. Yeah. And so... I never really have known good how to be like a good interviewer, you know? I mean, I don't think I'm bad at it, but I just, I don't have like a big plan, you know? So when I listen back, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I would have expressed my true feelings in a comfortable way to ask the questions I wanted to ask. And so that started to get on my nerves sometimes. Like, man, I, you know, like the Wolf of Wall Street guy, we had Amanda Knox in. Like, I wanted to sometimes, you know, why didn't you just ask this right here? You know, you were feeling it and, and. What's the fear? I think it's just a fear of like, uh, I guess a fear of them judging me, a fear of that they're going to think I'm trying to take advantage of them with curiosity, even though yeah. I'm cur- you know, just curious. They um, came here. Right. That's how, that's how I look at it. Yeah. So, I, and I think, so some of it is like, you have to, you know, I think now I realize some of it, okay, have a little bit more of a plan. Like, it's not like I'm trying to squeeze, you know, dirty juice out of this person, but <laughs> yeah, have a plan. Like, you know, right. this is kind of some things I, re- I want to talk about and even say them to them candidly. Like, hey, here's a couple things I'd like to talk about. Can we talk about these things? For sure. You know? Just in case that, yeah, if they don't want to do it. And so it's clean and clear communication. It goes back to communication. Because mm-hmm. then I'll let it run in my head like, oh, man, you know, you're not doing, you got to tight, you, you know. So I think, yeah, probably clear communication is something that I'm going to work on or, or not work on that I'm doing, you know, that yeah. I'm feeling better about. And sometimes just to have it be fun, you know, just to remember that it's comedy. You yeah, know? we're just fucking around. Yeah, we don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, we don't know. Uh-uh. What do we not know, Nick? Nothing. We don't know. Amen, everything. bro. That's right. That's right. We don't know nothing. <laughs> you don't know nothing, <laughs> that, bro. That's what I'm saying, you don't bro. Know nothing, <laughs> dude. If the feds show up, Nick is your fucking dude, <laughs> yeah. bro. You'll hide anything. Yeah, You'll hide literally anything. We don't I know said, Nick, nothing. I need you to do this, right? You're like, okay, I don't know nothing, man. Yeah. Cops are coming. I don't know nothing. I don't know. And you know what's nothing. so funny? He has a nice face, so they'll believe him. That's what they so said. Like, this, this dude. That's what he said a minute ago. That's how he got through church. Yeah, it just that nice face. They're like, Nick, what what happened? He's like, I don't know nothing. Yeah. Like, nah, Nick's a good kid. He's not. He's dude, not a lot of lesbian women are doing alt uh, preaching now and stuff. So, uh, what, oh, being uh, pastors and stuff. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Can you looked that up. Lesbian pastorship. Yeah, lesbian. The lesbian pastorship. Is that a cruise? As a boat cruise? No. The lesbian pastorship. <laughs> <laughs> That's a boat full of lesbian bastards. You know, oh, fun. That'd be fun, bro. That would be fun. Would they have gay cruises? Oh, dude, we had two gay librarians used to live across the street from us. I used to do donuts in their yard, dude. <laughs> of what? Well, you spin out in your car? Really? <laughs> Only because I had a U-turn right there because it was, otherwise I had to go down the street and do it. And I was just too lazy. You're too lazy, yeah. You just yeah. wanted to get out. Yeah, it had nothing. They were awesome, Two man. gay librarians. Uh, yeah, one of them was a library. I think one of them wasn't working, but one of them worked in fiction. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> lesbian bishop. Uh, what you, specific were you looking for? Staff gay, lesbian women, gay lesbian women, pastors, or lesbian pastors happening more often, maybe LGBT clergy more often, lesbian pastors more often, married lesbian Baptist co pastors say all, all beloved. beloved, they are. 
if I have gay children, uh oh, I don't know what the re- I don't want to know what the rest of it is. If I have gay children, if you had a gay kid, if you had a gay kid, mm-hmm. what, what what would your what's your instinct of how you'd feel about it? You cool with that, or you'd be you'd be oh, uh, yeah. you wish they were straight? I think that there's probably something in a lot of men at a like at a guttural level where mm-hmm. you want your lineage to go on so there could be like a concern there like just at like a visceral i don't know what visceral means but like at a visceral like core level yeah you know yeah not like at a brain level yeah at a brain level i think yeah instinctual level you want the you want the 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 seed to be passed on yeah so i think even if you know whether it's uh so you want to have a boy who is going to want to Procreate. procreate out of his ween out of his penis but they can do that now yeah, and so now, yeah, so now it's I think it's gotten right. Available. So now I think that, yeah, once you realize that and read that article that that's available, then you wouldn't have any concerns. Can I be real with you? Yeah. I don't have any care about carrying on the gene. Really? I just don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't care for some reason. I don't know why. It never was in, like, not that I don't want to have, a, not that I don't want to have a kid. I'm saying it was never a concern if I had a boy so a boy could carry on a Santino name. Hmm. Just didn't care. I didn't care at all for some reason. I I don't know. I don't know why. I was always like it wouldn't ever matter to me if I had a dude or a chick. I mean, I'd rather have a dude, just because they're cheaper and less to deal with. You know, you let them figure out life on their own. You put it outside. It'll come come back when it needs to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Chick, yeah. Men, it's a little bit more. You could set them on the porch a little. Mm-hmm. They'll figure it out, and you don't have to worry about them really. I mean, there's not much to be concerned about with a woman. You have to. You want to protect and aid and. And you want them to feel comfortable all the time. With the, with a boy, you want them to feel uncomfortable. You, for some reason, you're like, I want you to you, shake him up. I yeah, want, yeah. You want, I want Put you to put some fucking sand in his shirt mm-hmm. when he's not looking. Hit him a few times. Yeah. Pull a tooth out when he doesn't expect it. <laughs> not even a loose one. Yeah. Just like a full on in one. I just think there's something about that. But I never really cared for. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I never really had that. Right, dick on his forehead. Well, he draw a dick on him every while he's night, sleeping. every single <laughs> night when he wakes up. It. Yeah, <laughs> mom. It's not me. He goes to school with a dick sharpie, but yeah, sharpie, permanent marker every day. He's got to scrub it off. Yeah, I remember whenever I was growing up, we had some kid named Scotty, and uh, people, everybody drew like swastikas on his T-shirt and stuff. Oh, that's so mean. Before he got off at uh, aftercare one day, but nobody knew what they'd meant. They just seen it on pamphlets and stuff, and so then people fucking drew it on his shirt. Swastikas. Scastigus. Yeah, yeah. You see a bunch of scastigus. Then he washed the shirt and he still wore it for a while. And you could just see, <laughs> see the, the outline oh, of yeah. the swastika. Oh, yeah. So it's like an undercover uh, anti Semite. Yeah. <laughs> On a black light, you'd still see it. Yeah, oh, definitely, dude. That's how they get Some in. Some of it might have been written in a little bit of seed, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but, um,. But uh, but yeah, I remember he wore it for a while, dude. And uh, poor kid. But they didn't have any Jewish kids in the area. It was just something people had seen on pamphlets. You, you know? never grew up with any Jewish kids? No, we had one kid later on when I found that that um was half Jewish, and then my mother dated a Jewish guy, a half Jewish, half black gentleman for a while. Half Jewish, half black Drake. Yeah, <laughs> that's Drake. My uh, I always saw swastikas as a kid on garages, graffitied on garages, but they did them the wrong way. Oh yeah, they always drew them wrong. And so my instinct was like, I want to fix it, but I don't want to help the racism. Right. But it's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hated that they fucked it up. But my first friend as a kid and uh, was a was a Jewish kid. I didn't know what that was until I was much older. But because they had, he taught me what a dreidel was. I just thought they were different Christians. 
I just thought they were like another branch of Catholic or whatever. I had no idea. But dreidels and menorahs, I didn't know what any of that stuff meant. It meant nothing. His mother always smelled so good. His name was Philip. She was beautiful. Mm. And they lived in, 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 our, in an apartment building. We lived in an apartment building when I was a kid, and I would go to their apartment. Their apartment was so much nicer than ours. Mm. Like we had an apartment that you um, that was just an apartment that you rented and you lived in. They like did the wallpaper. You know what I mean? Like they had fixtures. Did they own the building or no? No, no, but no, no. This was like a forty-story building. Oh, this wow. is downtown at a high rise, but it's just they—they they just they looked like they lived in it. Mm, we looked like we yeah. were—we looked like we were staying in one. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Our yeah. apartment looked like an apartment you stayed in. Theirs looked like one they lived in. It was just—it was really—it was always nice, beautiful. Like the fixtures, I always remember. Like fixtures are really fancy. Like the sink handles were nice, mm-hmm. and we had always the ball—you know—the ball, you know, the ball oh, yeah. handles. You know what I mean? That's just regular apartment shit. But yeah, I, and I didn't know till I was older that he was Jewish. And uh, when I had learned what it was, I was like, oh, I guess that's that's what all that shit was. I just thought they were like a, you know, there's so many forms of Christianity, you don't know any of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's different levels to this. Mm-hmm. And you, I just Baptist, thought, Catholic. I mean, there's a thousand Neapolitan, of them. fucking snake yeah. boys. Metropolitan. Everything. Yeah. Margarita with yeah. basil. There's so many different <laughs> levels. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any of them. Those milk and margarita Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Shout out to milk and margarita. What was that kid's name? I like that guy. Lance, I think. I like that video question stuff. That's so smart to get them to send in videos. Yeah, we have a lot of great ones. We have one more. Let's do one more. Sounds good. That was Beckett, by the way. Gang, bro. That's a great name. That is a do you remember name. the Beckett, the Beckett uh, card, the Beckett card? Uh... Dude, the Beckett card catalog yeah, when that man. thing came. That was so dope. Dude, see I if your Ken Griffey went up ten cents. You're like forty-eight cents more. <sighs> oh, no, I lose definitely my mind. not trading it. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, you're not gonna get it. Andre Ware had eleven Andre Ware rookie cards, and eleven pan out. Yeah. He yeah, that's really sad. Pan out. Sean bro. Kemp was was the second most card I ever had besides Jordan. I had Sean Kemp's. I loved Sean Kemp. That Don Russ card where he's he's like coming off of a dunk, I think. Oh, dude. And he's I like, know that picture. Yeah, it's like silver like around the mm-hmm. edges kind of. Yeah. I had a I had so many Sean Kemp cards that at some point I was like, "Man, am I a Seattle fan?" Yeah. Like I didn't really realize I was such a fanatic about him for some reason. You can collect reason. his sons now. He has a whole, he has enough kids where you can get a whole pack of his 36? kids. Yeah. 36? I'll collect <laughs> yeah, all 36. True, yeah. And two of them are hard to get for some reason. I don't know why. Those middle ones. 96 must have been tough for you, Seattle, Chicago. I mean, I grew up with the greatest basketball player of all time, so it was really not even an argument to be really yeah, honest with you. Yeah. yeah Who are you wearing in this uh, on the wall here? That number five, five is John Paxson. Oh, wow. Johnny Paxson is one of the greatest three-point shooters for the Bulls have ever had, although he doesn't get enough love because Steve Kerr kind of gets all the shine because of now his lineage in basketball. But Johnny P was incredible, man. He was so good. But, yeah, I love that Johnny Paxson jersey, and I wore that to a game, and B.J. Armstrong was here when we were playing the Lakers, and he, and he made eye contact with me, and he went like this. And, and, I, and, I, and I was like, I ran up to him, and I was like, I'm, I'm such a big fan. And everybody around didn't know who he was. Yeah, People had no idea who B.J. Armstrong was. I was like... It was so strange to be with a guy that I thought was a legend. A legend, and people didn't. I just young kids. I don't think knew who that was. Did it had the same BJ Armstrong experience at the gym. I see him at the gym sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I used to work out at this Equinox, and uh, and I would see him there. And the first couple times I saw him, I'm like, how do I know this dude? You know. Mm-hmm. And every if you're a white guy, you always want to know tall black dudes. You well, know. You just you just know right away. Yeah, and you want to know him. You're like, how do I don't want to know. This? They feel special. Yeah. 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 You're they like, do, oh, yeah. this guy does, has this done guy something does something special. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. guy does things I can't do, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> right. So, and then at some point, I just remember, 
like holy shit that's bj armstrong yeah he was so good man yeah so fun to watch did you go say hi to him at the gym yeah i said hi to him and then after that we would kind of just say hey or what was going on chat briefly you know uh but i think iowa state was playing one time and i said he was watching the game um but yeah it was i would always chat a little bit about who was your first celebrity but always nice michael landon was supposed to come to our town when i was growing up did never made it. Or there was a rumor that he wasn't. He never the came. The plane touched down and took off. It I don't know what happened. Skirting goes. He was supposed to come to the fair, to the cat, to the to parish fair. But uh, who is the first celebrity? That's a great question. Maybe right when I got to L.A., there was I was by that Andaz Hotel right next to the Comedy Store, mm-hmm. and Tracy Armstrong. Mm. Tracy, no, mm? is he the comedian? Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan was arguing with the police, and they're trying to arrest him for something. And he goes, "There's a fucking white man running around with a butcher knife, and y'all here asking me questions right now." Really? He deflected everything to the fact that there was a white man. There probably was running down the street that had said something to him with a butcher, butcher knife, <laughs> and eventually the police left. <laughs> they didn't even go look for the guy. No, eventually, nah. whatever he was doing. It didn't compare to, to, this, the to this world that he built up <laughs> of this supposed man with a butcher knife. Y'all looking for the raw person? <laughs> yeah. There's a butcher knife wielding white boy yeah. running up and down sunset. I, I love Tracy, man. That motherfucker's hilarious. He was uh, your first celebrity that you saw? He's the first celebrity I that I... saw Tom Selleck at the airport. No. Yeah, my dad was like... My dad literally out loud goes, Tom Selleck. Oh, damn. What like, calling his name out. <laughs> Tom Selleck. And Tom kind of turned and went like, hey, that's rude. Don't yell out my fucking name. I mean, my dad was like, Tom Selleck. I was like, I know. Yeah, he saw, I saw it was very embarrassing. Thanks for that shit. But the first, actually the first one that I ta- said hello to was the mom from the Wonder Years. No way, really? I loved her. I got her autograph on a napkin in an ice cream shop. My mother didn't even know who she was. I was like, mom, that's the mom from the Wonder Years. And she was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> she had no idea and then she said my son really uh, is a fan of yours and she said oh my god that's so nice because she was from Chicago she was back home in the, when they were in the middle of shooting that show and I was she was she was my TV mother I loved the Wonder Years that was oh. like one of my favorite shows yeah and I and she signed a little napkin and I still and I still have it to this day she was so nice and so sweet but she was like TV mom yeah because she was like a stay at home mom oh yeah she had all that like my mom I never had a stay at home mom she always had the stress of the mom on her a little bit, yeah. but like the love of the husband. Like, I want to do my best, but I got to kind of be here in the, by the sink. Those TV families were so right. Oh. Something about it, man. And it made us all look up to those families, man. Dude, I, re- I had lunch with uh, Fred Savage recently. Breakfast with oh, Fred you did? Savage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I met him. He directed this thing that I did one time, and uh, he's the voice of Honda. Is if you he ever man? hear a Honda commercial, he's he is the voice of Honda. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Really neat guy. Yeah, good. he's a good dude. Good dude. Very tiny, though. He's smaller than I thought. Yeah. He never grew up after that show. That show stunted his growth. What would you do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see that. I want to see this video. I want to see that dude. I skipped him. That was my bad. I got it. I got into the questioning. This dude. Had a quick question here from Mr. Santino. That's cool. Um, How did you and uh, Lil Dicky become tight? It's a pretty cool guy to know right now. Guy with a lot of influence and um, a really big name. Just thought it was interesting y'all were tight and wondered how how that came about thanks a lot appreciate it gang gang oh i like that high note at the end <laughs> yeah i like this dude he's like me if my mom uh met a black guy that's like me if i was <laughs> oh, half yeah, black yeah. for real he looked he's also he's such a podcast fan he's got on rogan in the background mm-hmm. with dan soder maybe or something no i couldn't tell who screen. it was it kept going by so fast i couldn't see 
Uh, no, I don't know who that is. That's, I don't know who that is. I can't tell. Um, but yeah, shout out. Thanks to this dude. No, yeah, I'm doing a show with little Dicky. Uh, people don't know who that is. He's a funny rapper. He come, he's uh, got a show that we're doing on FX that comes out in March. Um, that's how we met. We met cause we're doing the TV show together and, uh, he's a funny dude, man. I, I he wants to do comedy more than rap, but he doesn't mm. want to do stand up. but he wants to do comedic television. So all doing a live show. No, we did a scripted show. Oh, wow. Yeah. For uh, FX, you said? Uh-huh. And it's me and him um, and a few other actors, but a ton of rappers are on it. YG is on it. Trippy Red, Future. There's a bunch of people that make appearances. Mm. Um, it's cool. I mean, it's, I hope, I hope it's going to be good. I never, you never know with TV shows. It's so weird, man. I, you should do more TV shows. Might ne- Maybe next year. You really should, man. How'd you meet him, though? Um... When I read for the show, when I read for the show, oh. we met when I read for the show. Uh, I was in, his name's Dave, and uh, he was like, he was like, do you just want to do you want to read these lines or do you just want to just fuck around? Because I think he had they had shown him me and you know he had either seen me or whatever, and then um, yeah, we just fucked around the whole time, man. We just made up a fake scene scenario, mm. and we just had a great time, and that it was just it's good. It's kind he wants it to be kind of like the rap a rapper's version of Curb. You know, like mm. to do like the hip hop version of Curb. Was How did it, it feel when you were on set? I mean, did it feel like a good show? Yeah, you? it was funny. I just, I never know with TV. You know what I mean? Like TV, you never know what you're making. You know what I mean? Like, and there's also so much scrutiny in television that I try to just make it, do my best, and I distance myself from it. Yeah. Because I don't, the negativity and the hate and people that talk shit about projects that you make, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't like it. Like, I want to, I make it and I push it away. Like, I usually never watch anything I do. It's too hard for me. I don't like it because then I'll get really critical over what what I made, and then I'll start to agree with the hate. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like people say something negative, I'll go, "Yeah, that is right. I hate that too." Yeah, it's like I don't need to do that to myself. Like there's no need to. I do that sometimes to drown myself in the thing that I heard someone else be negative about. I don't need that shit. Yeah, we don't need it, man. Yeah, it just doesn't help. It doesn't help. You know? Yeah. If you hate me, don't watch me. Don't talk to me. Don't like yeah. me. I don't care. If you don't like me, you don't think I'm funny or whatever. You don't like my shit. I don't fucking care. Don't watch my shit. I don't need you to tell me. Yeah, do something else. Yeah, just do something <laughs> else, bro. I just, I just don't need it anymore. So yeah, I hope it's good. I, I I wish for the best for the show, and I put it out, and we put some good work into it, and hopefully it sounds it'll be like good. you don't think it's gonna be good. That's what it sounds like. I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at pretending like I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because every time I see a some. Every time I respect that though, at least you're not fucking. Yeah, most people would have said this is the best shit ever. Watch this shit, and yeah, you're because, like, that's fucking dog shit. Yeah, because I I'm, I don't want to sell a lie. Like, is it good? I think so. I yeah. just I haven't seen it. That's the other thing. Is like, what's it called? When will we see it? It's it's March 14th. I think it's coming out in March on FX. And if right now it's called Dave. That's his first name, Dave. But we don't know. If, they don't know if they're going to call it that yet. But it's great. Jeff Schaefer uh, is the EP of it. He's the guy who did the league. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, with yeah, yeah, a That's bunch dope. of our homies, and uh, he did Curb this year. Jeff directed Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I got to do an episode of. That was bananas. I got an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm coming out. Dang. Me and Larry David and JB Smooth. JB JB is so funny. The funniest. Like uh, too funny. Like to a degree where you're like, this is unfair how funny he is. Yeah. In a scene, he was knockout. He wasn't even supposed to be in it. He just kind of like, they inserted him in because he showed up. Mm-hmm. And me and him were just fucking with Larry. And they lo- he loved it. Wow. Like, he was eating it up. Yeah. He wasn't, it was just supposed to be me and Larry getting in this argument. And JB was like, he just poked in, in the middle of the scene. I think they had been like, go fuck around. Because we had gotten what we needed. And he came in and it changed the whole scene. It was so funny. Man. Oh, he's so funny, man. Yeah, funny so man, that was, uh, so yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, the Little Dicky show is, 
is a well-received thing. I just, you, I don't know with TV because I was being honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. they make you promote the show. Right, right. That's a good point too. So you do want to promote what's yours, what you've been a part of. So, yeah. so, so, like, I'm. I, I hope it's good, and I haven't seen it. That's what people also don't know. Is like when you shoot shit, you don't fuck. I don't fucking know. I'm not sitting in the edit bay. I don't know what it's going to turn out to be. Yeah. And a lot of times you get scrutiny over things, and you're like, that's not what it was when I did it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's it's like I don't know what it turned, what it's going to end up being. It's got to go through this Willy Wonka machine of like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, oh yeah, that's a great point. So, I, so I hope so. But yeah, you got to do these press tours, and when you do those things, half of the time you do them, and they make you feel like you're supposed to be like a cheerleader. It's like the, I don't want to be. I don't want to be like it's the greatest thing I've ever done. I mean, let me tell you something, Jimmy. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to go on Jimmy Kimmel and and play this like hype card. It's, yeah, it's hard to do because it's just like I don't know. It's no disrespect to people that do it. Some people are very good at that, but like I can't. I couldn't. I can't. I can't do it. Like I like it. I hope it's good. That's all I can do. Like I'm dying up here was the same thing. Yeah, you don't have to, and also you don't have so much control over it. Like you do your line, you do your scenes, you do your yeah. part. Yeah. The only person that has to really be concerned with that stuff is Dave because it's his he wrote the show. It's his show. You know what I mean? Like Dang, yeah. I mean, if props to him, you know what I mean? Like he put in a lot of work on he cares a lot about the project and I do too, but I have much much less influence and control. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great puzzle piece in the in the grand scheme, so We'll see. What we really need to do is like you and me, Bobby, Cal, and a bunch of us goofballs. We need to. We joked about making a movie or a TV show. We really should, man. We would have so much fun. Then, then it'd be no rules. Well, everybody always says it. Nobody does it. Though. That's mm-hmm. it. But it's like, how do we do? Well, you know, we got, we'd have to find what was what was tangible. Like we have to find the thing that's like, like that we can hold on to that we could really make something good out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't just be Bert showing his titties yeah every scene although it is funny to have him just walk into the scene show his titties and then get out yeah i thought wrestling i thought if we were all like this shitty wrestling league you that know? i liked that i liked but i think you get pushback from people that don't like wrestling that becomes like the whole well, fuck them bro if they can't pre- let, it, let us pretend that we're wrestlers that's, that's what insane. i'm saying yeah well i don't care i'll have pretend. some whimsy man have some fucking whimsy <laughs> yeah. isn't that that's gonna be the phrase of the day have it some is whimsy. now man andrew santino thank you so much Dude, bro thank you this yeah good wonderful. luck on the new tour man thank you the man. red rocket tour red rocket tour people uh i'm doing 21 cities go to andrewsantino.com and check all that out and hopefully i'm coming close to you i'm trying my best to get to as many cities as i can that yeah man and congrats know. on all your hard work and all your success this year thank i know it's been ditto. a big year for you and uh and i hope it keeps going man I'm trying thank you baby sure, okay. you too now i'm just floating on the breeze and i feel i'm falling like these leaves i must be cornerstone oh but when i reach that ground i'll share this peace of mind i found i can But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake And let myself unwind Shine that light on me I'll sit and tell you Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club. 
a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.